Hello, it is Friday, October 18th, and that's a true statement. We're recording this very late into night because I was in Orlando all day yesterday with the WWE. We'll dive Thursday. into... Yeah. I was like, oh boy. It's <laughs> a long one. Hello, it is Thursday, October 18th, and it actually is Thursday, October 18th. All day yesterday, I was in Orlando, got back late. The boys met me at the studio here and talk. We'll talk about everything happening in the world. We'll talk about the WWE trip. We'll talk about Facebook just continuing to go down a rabbit hole of, oh, no, we fucked up. <laughs> we'll talk about football. We'll talk about, I have a conversation with Graham Gano that I had while I was at the WWE that I recorded on my phone about just kicking, basically. It's pretty solid. I, I think when you listen to it, you're going to be like, oh, good kicking conversation. Graham Gano, who kicked a 63-yard game winner last week against the New York Giants on primetime that took over the internet was on a UFL team. He's been cut three times. He's been all around, all around the NFL. He's finally found his home in the Carolina Panthers. He also uh, was a guy who explained to me the rules of the uh, kicking contest that ESPN had because <laughs> I was too drunk the night before and missed the play. <laughs> Showed up late. That's neither here nor there. Today's show is brought to you by the greatest gambling website on earth, MyBookie. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys. Yes. You've heard me talking about this for weeks. Weeks. And weeks. weeks. But some of you are still in the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. Mm -hmm. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little bit, and win a lot of it, yeah. like playing the numbers on the roulette, you can create yeah. a large parlay. You pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you could turn $100 into $600. You can pick five bets, and you can turn $250 into $4,000 if Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys don't decide to become <laughs> a fucking offensive machine. <laughs> There's so much to bet on playoff baseball, hockey primetime, fights, and more football. You know it. Also, politics reality tv yep. everything you can bet on everything in my bookie my bookie is the one bet i know you'll be happy with all year i recommend these guys because i really trust them my bookie has been in the business for years they've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use if you're on the sideline now is the time to get in the game my bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you got to join now because they'll be pulling that offer soon. Log on to my bookie right now and double your money using promo code Pat and you'll get your first deposit matched hundred percent. That's promo code Pat. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag promo code Pat hundred percent bonus on your first deposit. Mm -hmm. That is something you want to sign up for. You're automatically winning, let alone the quick picks that Diggs going to give you at the mm -hmm. end of this show. Then yep. you're just making even more money, just giving things away. Also huge, huge, huge shout out to a company called get basic. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this basic man box showed up at the office two days ago and I took it down to Orlando because I didn't want to pack. I'm not a good packer. So this basic man box basically is what I put in a suitcase, took down to Orlando and they supplied everything you could possibly need underwear, shirts and socks. What Probably else do you need? need? That's all, you That's all you need. That's the basic kit for. I'm wearing the socks right now. I have the underwear on. I'm wearing the shirt. You know, right now. a shirt. It's so comfy. I have the sock <laughs> on and the underwear very on comfy. right now. Very, very comfortable and efficient because it just shows up at your goddamn doorstep. Can't beat it. The underwear is incredible. The socks are great, and the shirts are very, They're very so good. Comfy. Very, very comfortable. Now I'm a bit barely. It still fits me well, but the shirts are very, very comfortable. It's easy to use too. For 19.99 or less a month, mm. you're getting. 
fresh underwear, t-shirts, and socks. You choose your size. You choose a monthly or prepaid plan. You get new underwear t-shirts and socks each single month it's very simple same fabric as name brands so stop wasting your money on these three items underwear socks and t-shirts and sign up and get basic here's the website if you want to learn more www.getbasic.com for $20 19.99 or less a month you have fresh underwear socks and t-shirts big thanks to mm-hmm. get basic i they, they packed for me it literally packed. That's what they did. The best. It was so nice to them, and it does feel really good. The socks are very nice too. Should just ship them in a little suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, here you go. There you go. <laughs> I know you're going to be late on your thing. Um, yes, yeah, so the trip to Orlando was interesting. Yeah, the trip to Orlando was very, very was interesting. It muggy. It was a 24 hour trip. It was 96 percent humidity. So terrible. Wow. So you're in a sauna? No, a steam room. Both. Yeah. We were in both. We literally were in both. As soon as you leave the hotel, I have my Dr. Bull glasses fog. Uh, <laughs> we left Indianapolis. It was 42 degrees. Yeah. We landed down there. It was with the humidity, I guess, 99 or 98 in the middle of October. That's oh, that's why horrible. teams that go to Miami and play, like Patriots go in October, that's why they lose. I don't, you can't breathe. You, you, you can't breathe. It's hard whenever you feel the outside, when you feel the atmosphere, just to enjoy life. Air conditioners down there in Florida are doing <laughs> triple time. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. But we got a chance. We stay in a nice hotel, uh-huh. largest hotel in the history of hotels. Huge, huge hotel. What was it? It's at the. It's actually in the Orlando International Airport. Yeah. So you look out your balcony and you actually see the TSA lines, the uh-huh. whole thing, and it's. We walked a quarter mile to get to our rooms. We oh, literally walked a quarter so mile. So much wasted space. You turn right, and then you turn right, and then I thought I was like, I have to be going the wrong way. Because you know on those signs, it's like from 4099 to 4107 this way or whatever. And they gave that sign, and I was like, there's no way I read that right. I, <laughs> I walked for eight minutes, mm-hmm. literally an eight-minute walk. That's like... That's like a gym class test oh, yeah. to get to the room. And I finally get to the room, and I'm like, holy shit. So I call Foxy, and I'm like, Foxy, where are you? right next door. I'm like, did you do that walk? He was like, yeah, it was a hike. I'm like, yeah, did you go that way or that way? He went the other way. Mm-hmm. We were literally at the dead opposite side <laughs> oh. of the hotel from the only elevator. So it was oh. an entire walk around. It was, a, it was an eight-minute walk. <laughs> are the rooms at least big? Nice rooms, very, very nice, nice rooms. Huge right. TVs, sense. very nice, huge TV. It was an eighty-inch TV, yeah. LED TV, monster TV. But this is the same place that gives you the earplugs because oh, you're sleep. in. Yeah. No, because you're in the airport. Oh yeah, yeah. So you get the earplugs. So that's kind of always like the situation where anytime you roll into a hotel and there's earplugs there, you know shit's about to be popping <laughs> off all goddamn night. It's not that bad though. It was absolutely beautiful. So we get there, we watch SmackDown one thousand. There was so much shit that happened. We we're writing notes. We got very vitamined up. And the next morning, our job was to go to the performance uh-huh. center, record a digital video for them, and then kind of just figure out what else we do. They didn't want us there until the afternoon uh-huh. because everybody was traveling from SmackDown still the night before. So we go to this nice diner. Very nice. Dixie Bells is oh. what it was called. Right off the farm. Sounds quaint. It, it was. It, they it, Go ahead. What about dinner the night before? Oh, yeah. Who we ran into. Oh, yeah. We had dinner with Seth Rollins. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Mm. How's he doing? 
Great. Oh, that's good. He sat down right next to us, too. So he sat down right next. We were at a bar, yeah. a U-shaped bar at the at the hotel after we watched SmackDown. Because as soon as we landed, we had to go watch SmackDown because I had to make a video about yeah, yeah. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So we had to go watch SmackDown. As soon as SmackDown ends, we go down to the restaurant bar. Gigantic. Gigantic bar. We're sitting there watching. There was a baseball game on, I believe. The Dodgers were playing, I yep. think. We're watching that. But there's a spy to our right. There was a guy who obviously had a disguise on. He had like the Breaking Bad glasses yeah. with a mustache. He was on a fake phone call for 35 minutes and left. Mm. Huh. 35 minutes. He was sitting Weird. overlooking the airport on his fake phone for 35 minutes and then he leaves. So and he that, had no service the whole time. No service. No service. FBI. No, no, like not on his phone. Like nobody went over and yeah. asked him yeah, if he yeah, wanted yeah. anything. Yep. He was just sitting at the bar overlooking the airport, fake phone call, glasses, fake glasses. It looked like in a fake mustache. Maybe like. they have bar wow. marshals at airports. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, don't, I don't know what they are. I thought he was a spy, though. I Because really, I went to a spy museum in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. I, I went through it one time. And that's really what they do is they put on disguises. That is yeah. an actual thing that yeah, happens yeah. with spies. And I thought this guy was a spy, potentially. Espionage. Very well could be. Like the goddamn guy in Turkey. Oh, well, buddy in Turkey. So uh, we're... I'm we're, I don't know if Foxy is, but I am very, 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 very high. Yeah. Very high at this point. <laughs> very, I mean, we took off. I was sitting at this bar just gone. And I'm just looking at that spy for like 20 minutes, like just trying to figure this whole thing out. And that's why I saw the little details of him not getting served. Uh, I saw yeah. the fake phone call because he, he held that phone up to his face for seven minutes, eight minutes at a time. and didn't even move his mouth. Didn't even move anything. I'm like, this guy is a fake human. Like, this is, is it not- possible he was listening to voicemails? No, because you have to change yeah. the voicemail. You have to keep hitting Not play the old every ones, time. Right? What do you mean the old ones? He was on an iPhone, though. He was on a standard iPhone, so you have to go yeah, to yeah. the next one. It's not like you just log in and it just plays the voice. <laughs> just play oh, this double is 2018. <laughs> See, though, it's 2018. As a technology guy, you should have known. I will say, it's too my- late at night to be a conference call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Oh, it was, definitely was. It was too late at night to be a conference call. And in a conference call, I feel like you have to sort of pay attention. or you- Different uh, time zone, though, maybe. Nah. No, conference calls you do not. Admit. Yeah, but you just put the phone down then. There's no yeah. reason for you to actually hold it Unless up. Unless you hear your name. It was a very interesting situation. Right? But, so we're watching yeah. that. The bartender speaks no English. <laughs> His name was Alberto. He and I had a rough communicate. We had a rough time. No yeah. chemistry. I really tried my best to get him going there. Full conversation. You know, We just had nothing. I wanted these mushrooms that were stuffed. He heard sauteed mushrooms. And we just oh, had a situation there where it was, it was a dance. It was a do si yeah. he and I, for a lot of the time. And we're sitting there. And all of a sudden... All of a sudden, Seth Rollins walks down. Oh, the architect. The architect. <laughs> the aerialist. Monday Night Rollins. The yeah. man. Yeah. CrossFit Jesus. Him. Seth freaking Rollins. Yep. The Kingslayer. Yep. Do less. Get less names. See, <laughs> I thought of you actually whenever he sat down because you have told me this before. Is he has so much. He has so much. I like much. him a lot. Great in the ring, but. Burn it down, by the way. Burn it down. You can play the for Falcon me. Arrow, yeah, the Stomp, you, yeah. the, all these moves, all these names. It's too much. Do less. Wait until you hear what he does. You're going to definitely say do less. So he walks in. He goes and talks to like the uh, hostess on whether or not you should sit down. And I think the hostess is like, oh, you should probably just go sit at the bar, full menu, full thing like that. Mm-hmm. And the bar is wide open. Uh-huh. And he sits right next to me, right? Yep. He sits literally right next to me on the corner. I'm on. I'm facing this way. He's on the corner on the other side. And I go, hey, Seth, what's up, man? I uh, FaceTimed with you with Baron Corbin like a week ago. He was like, oh, McAfee? He was like, I didn't see you. I didn't know you with the glasses on. I said, I look too smart. 
<laughs> and he said, no, no, I just didn't know. I was like, oh, well, nice to, nice to see you or whatever. And then I just sat back talking to Foxy because this is weird. Now, he is literally within earshot of me. Uh, he is like an arm's length away. Yeah. Me and Foxy are basically the only two people really talking at this corner. Yeah. So it's like, do I include this guy in the conversation? I've never officially met him. Uh-huh. I've never officially met I this guy. I mean, you did it, right? I, so I start, I start, I was like, ah. You're, I, I forget my first question. It was, hey, man, you're insane in the ring. I think it was my actual first question. I was like, uh, how do you do it? Were you a gymnast? Is it, like my, it started straight into an interview. Yeah, it yeah. went straight into an interview. And it sucks for him because this is, he's just trying to eat dinner, but he got forced into sitting next to somebody who has a lot of questions. <laughs> so he was like, no, I never played any sports. I just did a lot of trampoline. I was on a trampoline a lot oh, growing up. Really? He said I was on a trampoline my entire life. I was a trampoline wrestler. And I was like, you're incredible in there, man. I always feel like you're going to die, but you're absolutely incredible. He was like, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. Listen to his fucking schedule. It's wild. His schedule is insane. It is absolutely fucking insane. He's traveling 265 days yep. out of the year. 265 days of the year he's on the road. Uh-huh. And when he's at home in Iowa... He has a wrestling school that he coaches at. <laughs> so he has two days off a week, basically, which is uh, either Wednesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday. Or Wednesday, Thursday, I guess it is. And he goes and coaches at his wrestling school uh-huh. at Iowa. And then he flies on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, back home. Two flights because he lives in a tiny town in wow. Iowa. So two to three flights out of everywhere he goes. Goes and coaches at his wrestling school. Goes to sleep. Hits the road again. Bing, bang, boom. Put that on repeat. He's been doing it for six years. Wow. He's been doing that for six years. He said, I've been doing this schedule for six fucking years and i was wow. like that is insane i said how much longer do you got he said ah, i don't know i think i can go a good bit more i was like okay i like what you're doing he's like my time in this industry is so short i'm trying yeah. to really juice every minute of it mm-hmm. i'm like well i think you're doing it yeah. i think you're <laughs> i really think you're doing it and it was we got into a full conversation about smackdown what happened on smackdown there were so many returns ray mysterio came back batista came back and spoke for like 45 minutes and it was a two-hour show so it's a wild scene <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool he was a very cool guy he was he, he was a very cool guy i asked him how sore he is and shit i was like how is your body just in pain all the time he's like i worked out today it's i've learned that when i move it helps <laughs> I, I could imagine but he does have that kind of a walk like yeah, as yeah. if his you know what i mean mm-hmm. he was really cool though so the next day we go to dixie bells oh yeah this quaint little diner it's so nice you walk in Fox News is playing on three of the TVs as soon as you walk in. So they are setting the tone immediately uh-huh. when you walk in there, okay? Sure. Just we let you, Let's let you know. Excuse me. Th- we're letting you know immediately <laughs> this is how we roll, okay? We sit down at the bar. Lady comes up to ask us if uh, what we wanted or whatever. I'm like, an unsweet tea. And I was like, I think I know what we want, too. We order the thing. I go, what's your name? She goes, Luann. Oh. I was like, your name is Luann, and you're working at Dixie Bell's. And she's like, mm-hmm, I've been here for five years. Spot on. It was, I, I, I called her a fake name. Mm-hmm. I said, that's a character name. That's a gimmick name. That's a fake name. And she's like, no, it's not. And then she asked Patty. Patty Lou, I believe her name oh, was. Patty Lou. No, these are all old ladies. These are all very, very old. Trish, Patty Lou, and Lou Ann. I going to say Gretchen. No, there was no Gretchen. Mm-hmm. Gertrude a, had a day off. We had a great time. Gertrude. Gertrude and Betty took the day off. We had a nice little meal there. We go back outside. We go over to the performance center. We're the first ones there. We sit out in a minivan for a while, just Foxy and I talking. <laughs> we go into the building, and we're told we're not allowed to go anywhere. Not allowed to go anywhere. What do you mean? It's all locked down. 
So they got some big shit coming up. They're they're like it's all like super secrecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even allowed to turn the corner into one room. We're like we're not allowed to go here. We're not allowed to go here. Nope. You're not allowed to. Basically, we are confined to a green screen closet. Yep. That we're so we go in this green screen closet, beautifully lit. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful green screen closet. The best green screen closet I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, town. we need it. We need one here. Actually, <laughs> we record this digital thing about the uh, SmackDown One Thousand. I felt very good about it. Mm-hmm. Felt very, very good about it. And then that's over. That took me like twenty minutes because we actually prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that films it just leaves. He sends the video off to Connecticut for somebody to edit. And me and Fox are just sitting there, just holding our dick. We're like, <laughs> well, what are we supposed to do now? And we couldn't go in any other rooms. Uh-huh. Did it's, you try? So no. No, that we were told on numerous occasions, you're not, this is off limits, this is off limits, this is off limits. So I'm like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Why are we down here in Florida? We can't do anything. Go outside, we all start sweating. <laughs> so we, we go back to the green screen closet. Yeah. We're sitting there. I text Michael Cole. I'm like, am I supposed to just sit in his green screen closet the whole time? He's like, oh, you can come see us. They're recording voiceovers for WWE 2K19. Awesome. Oh, oh that's awesome. sweet. Not awesome. Not awesome. Yeah? They record... 10 hours a day recording these voiceovers. They do it once a month, and it's just them reading like so monotonous. So, oh, yeah. my God, we were sitting there, and I'm like, I think I want to go back to the closet. <laughs> but it was incre- It was awesome watching them work. Like yeah. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Byron Saxon. It was cool watching them work. Mm-hmm. I just like, had a whole new respect for them, though. Those mm-hmm. video games, you think about it, I don't play a lot of video games. But I guess on Madden, they have like very updated announcers. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We're like, Tom Brady went for 300 yards this past weekend against the Chiefs. You don't even think like, oh, somebody had to go record uh-huh. that. Somebody had to go do that. That's what's happening on WW2K19. They're recording every single month a whole new... Oh, and they update it every yeah. month. Yes. Okay, gotcha. It's like a 10-hour recording. All the new wrestlers' oh, names, sweet. all the new moves, anything like that. It is. They have to put that in there. I know. It sucks for them, but it's cool to have an updated game at all Th- times. That's what month. I'm saying. I think... I think as a society, we don't think about things mm-hmm. like the Gruesome. sausage, how the sausage is no. being made. I just would assume you're locked in for that until the next year. That's what it's how it used to be. Yeah. yeah, before updates, before the internet. Watching them do it though was incredible. They were they were like machines over mm-hmm. there, and we saw them, and then we left, and we came back and saw them, and then we went over we went over to Full Sail University, which is where NXT is filmed. Mm-hmm. WWE and Full Sail have a beautiful relationship. All these Full Sail production students get to work for the WWE, and then the WWE has trained production yeah, people yeah. basically genius. genius right out of college yeah, it's a big people. time production school and video game and all that stuff yep all the media arts there yep it's huge it's where nxt tapes once a month so then we go over to full sale we get there and it's cool watching the nxt taping stuff like it's all coming together mm-hmm. you're watching like some very big name people mm-hmm. do some very cool things with me it's it's awesome and if you ever get a chance to go down to those nxt tapings you should do it because it's electric in that full sale university michael cole's still not over there though, yet. Uh-huh. it's like five o'clock six o'clock at night he finally gets there at 6 15 i'm like where the fuck have you been <laughs> he's like i just got done recording i'm back at it tomorrow morning 7 a.m i'm like Holy fuck, wow. this dude just got off of SmackDown on mm-hmm. DC. Flies right to Orlando. He's got like 10 hours of recording. The next day, 10 hours of recording, and they're probably off to fucking Saudi Arabia. It is insane the grind that they put in. I, I don't 
I don't fully comprehend. So there must be a whole team just for constantly writing for that. Yes. For yeah, the WWE 2K19 is its own business. Yeah. So they hire like Michael Cole to work for the W. So that's its own business, I mm-hmm. do believe. Because before we left Barstool, we were about to get an advertising deal with WWE mm-hmm. 2K. It's right. like 2K Games. It's its own business. And Michael Cole is basically working for them there, I think. Wow. I think him, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxon. But... I never play video games, mm-hmm. but I think the people who do play video games should have a little bit more respect for the things that are happening behind the scenes after watching them just have to sit That's there awesome. and <laughs> fucking call these video game matches. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. Then we hopped on a plane. I get on the goddamn plane because I knew we had to record this podcast. So uh-huh. I was like, no big deal. No big deal. I'll get on the plane. I'll check the internet, see what happened in the world. We'll, we'll just, it'll be a nice flight because I can't sleep on planes. I, I'm very envious and jealous of people who can. I don't know how they do it. I have no idea. I asked the internet. The internet told me drugs. <laughs> That's all he <laughs> yep, said. Just take sure. drugs, take drugs, you'll sleep. I'm like, all right, other than drugs, how do you, I don't know how people do it. Some people got it, some people don't. I think it's a, an actual trait in your system whether or not you can fall asleep mm-hmm. with the quickness or not. I cannot do it. So, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to get on the internet. I'll catch up with the world so we can do this podcast. So now we're we're 20 minutes into the flight. I can't connect. Okay? Did you get the deluxe? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Zito premium Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I go to GoGo in flight, try to jumpstart my Safari uh-huh. so that it will know what it's doing. It, it, it loads, but it says we're having difficulties. Yeah, yeah. We are having difficulties. So this flight attendant comes up to me. She's a sweet old lady. I'm like, is your Wi-Fi, uh, is there something wrong with your Wi-Fi? And she goes, go to your settings. Okay, so now she's telling me how to fucking get on a Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I play the little game with the lady because I don't want to disrespect yeah, her. Yeah. She's a sweet old lady trying to be as nice as possible. Go to your settings. I'm like, oh, okay, yep. And she goes, Wi-Fi. I go, yeah. She goes, pick Delta Wi-Fi. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, you see, there's already a fucking check mark. Like, <laughs> but I will do it. I go, okay, is that right? Okay, and then what happens? And she goes, now go to your Safari page and it should pop up to go, go in flight airborne and i opened it i was already on the web yeah, yeah, yeah. i was already on there i'm like this one she's like yeah she goes i hit uh uh is there a refresh i'll go yeah i hit the refresh in the same page it was on before <laughs> and it says temporarily unavailable you know uh, so i'm like uh yeah it seems like it's not working she's like ah oh, we're on an airplane I thought she was gonna- <laughs> oh man she says to me uh we're on an airplane <laughs> and i was like oh yeah, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right. And then she goes, "Other people are on it though, so oh, it might be your phone." And I look around, and nobody else is on it. Mm. No, everybody's reading on their like Kindle yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And I didn't want to tell her; she's oh. a sweet old lady, so I didn't want to be like, "No, actually, nobody's on it." And I like their first answer. Adding on to it with everyone else's on it was a bad move. We're on yeah. an airplane. Yeah, we're on an airplane. She says that's ah, we're on an airplane. I liked it, and I'm like, oh, and, and by the way, I'm being very nice. I understand this lady has a tough job. She has to deal with a lot of assholes traveling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and she's like, and everybody else is on it. I'm like, oh, no, they're not though. Like, <laughs> I, 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 why don't you fucking ask these people if they're on? They are not on it. And I've had this situation happen before. I was on the internet going to New York until Foxy said he couldn't get on the internet, and then they turned off the Wi-Fi oh. and turned it back on. Do you? remember that yep. everybody on the plane <laughs> lost wi-fi because uh, foxy couldn't get on the fucking was, wi-fi was, uh, was the reset i don't 
Don't re- connect ever again. Can you reboot fucking, it? Fucking 45 minute reboot. <laughs> Everybody on the plane, literally, except for Foxy, is. I'm sitting right next to Foxy on the internet, and uh. Foxy asked the flight attendant <laughs> to reboot the Wi Fi. Everybody gets kicked off. We land in New York, never had Wi Fi. Everyone paid for it, too. Everybody paid for it already. Ruined Everybody's the entire on flight's Wi Fi. What about me? That's exactly what it was. And uh, Foxy, I felt like you. I thought of you. <laughs> On this plane, whenever she was like, everybody else seems to be having it, though. I was like, oh, this is the fucking Foxy situation. And I have this new goddamn phone. So I thought it was playing. And by the way, with this new phone, no music on it. There's no music on here. Mm, that's killer. There's no music on here. So I literally had no music, mm. no internet, no games. Oh, boy. <laughs> no sleep. I am in a fucking nightmare situation. I got a couple behind me that had onions and fish on oh, a fucking no. sandwich. And there's a baby. A poopy. Sh- poopy baby <laughs> running around. This is the flight we're on. We're on a capsule from fucking hell <laughs> at this moment. So finally... I literally, I almost asked the person in front of me who I think lady thought was on the internet, like, are you on the internet? And the lady comes back. She goes, I just tried to get on my phone. I couldn't get on either. I'm like, you don't say. <laughs> That's a wild. Well, She's, you're on a plane. <laughs> she said, you're th- we're 30,000 feet in the air. She doubled down. Didn't just say we're on a plane. She goes with like the Bill Burr thing yeah, yeah, yeah. or Louis C.K. I forget yeah. which one. I was like, yeah, they wait for a phone. Like, it's got to call a satellite in the fucking sky. Like how we're like all spoiled, rotten fucking yeah. dude. Which we are, by the way. We 100% are. are flying through the air. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I understand that I sound like a big first. I took a picture of the thing right above my head that said Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I actually took a fucking picture of it because it was less than an inch away from me. And I was just staring at it. And she's like, we're on a plane. Like, I shouldn't have Wi-Fi. On. <laughs> I'm like, well, y'all motherfuckers shouldn't put it on the fucking goddamn plane. <laughs> so finally, 30 minutes, 40 minutes into the flight, I just accidentally went to my safari and hit refresh. And it popped up. And I was like, that fucking old bitch. <laughs> she reset uh, the she fucking Wi-Fi. For sure did. Because yeah, she didn't have the Wi-Fi, so yeah. she went up there and reset it. No heads up. No heads mm. up. See, that's messed up. Because then she'd have to admit that she was wrong. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. all I wanted to say was, you know, there's this one time I was on a flight, and this one fucking prick said, <laughs> reset it. And it seemed as if that is possible. Is there any way you could do that? It never happened. So here we are. So not a great day, not a bad day, not a. Not a <laughs> it was just. It was uh, somewhere there. It was a day. It was a day. It was a day. I don't know how that show's going to look. I record it and then never see the footage. It's, it's gone. Who knows if that footage will ever be seen again? I brought a lot of energy. I feel real good. Oh, there you go. We interrupt this incredible conversation to tell you about an even better business. Butcher Bucks. Oh, yeah. High quality, healthy protein you can trust. 100% grass fed and finished beef. Free range organic chicken. Heritage bred pork. That's old world pork before the they bred out all the fat and flavor best to make it ever tasted. best meat on earth. It's, it's, it's not just the other white meat anymore. This is the old world. It's unbelievable. It's incredibly convenient. Delivered right to your door on dry ice. That's the really cold stuff that smokes. Mm-hmm. Free shipping anywhere in the 48 states. Why Alaska? Figure it out. You guys should have came back. Should have swam back. Yep. The island should have swam back to the land. Mm-hmm. Instead, you guys have incredible views, incredible weather, but you do have to pay for shipping. Everybody caught in the United States, 48 states, gets it for free. It has unbelievable taste. There's a huge difference in taste between animals raised on a pasture uh-huh. and those fed grain and concentrated animal feedlot operations. It's exclusive, hard-to-get meat. Outside of butcher box, this type of high-quality meat is hard to find. For those who live in food deserts, it's near and Possible for those who live in big cities with expensive supermarkets, i.e., Whole Foods, our prices and variety are hard to beat. Get twenty dollars off and free bacon. 
And free bacon in your first box by going to butcherbox.com and using the code PAT at checkout. I love ButcherBox. Absolutely. It's like the best. They know where to get the best tasting beef. They do. The best. There's no no place better. I wouldn't even look anywhere else. No. By the way, there is no company like SeatGeek whenever it comes to businesses. That's true. So you eat that meat, Mm -hmm. and then you go and meet and greet. You go and experience things live because the only way to truly live is to experience something live, and SeatGeek does that. These aren't just tickets. These are memories. These are stories. Mm -hmm. This is at a uh, bachelorette party. Do you remember when? This is at our bachelor party. Yo, you remember when we went to? These are stories and memories and experiences that you can't find anywhere else for an any better price than at SeatGeek because SeatGeek scans all the other ticketing platforms and they can tell you what's the best bang for your buck. You put your budget in there like here's the best tickets available right now because SeatGeek does all the work for you. SeatGeek is not a catfishing operation. The tickets you see are the tickets you get. Uh There's so much happening right now. So much happening right now. Hockey, live shows, comedy, theater, drama, football, baseball, everything's happening right now. Go check out a game. It's a great time. Get away from life for a while. And go and experience a competitive atmosphere or a show. Mm-hmm. Love live shows. Go to SeatGeek. Promo code PAT. Get $10 off your first order. Promo code MAC if you get $20 off your first order. Be a little self-aware on how much money you have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about the Mega Millions yet. <laughs> you win that, use PAT so you get $10 off. <laughs> Lots of people that didn't win Mega Millions. Get the twenty dollars off. That'd be very nice of you. Uh, to win some extra money, to go on SeatGeek and buy uh, some tickets and get some butcher box. Here is a guaranteed lock with Diggs Quick Picks this Thursday. What's tonight's game? Tonight's game is Denver at Arizona. Go Arizona's and, plus two. Go ahead and hammer Arizona money line. I think they win outright at home against Denver. I love that pick. I don't love it that much. <laughs> I just thought about it out loud. I actually like it. Arizona at home, money line. I bet you it's pretty good odds. Diggs, what do you have? I got Tennessee plus seven in England against the Chargers. Chargers goes from West Coast. It's a tough flight. Uh, Detroit minus three <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> no, no, but both teams were going from the West Coast. Uh, Detroit minus three in Miami. Brock and Chip starting again. He's done. Go Bro, them. Chargers are going to end up in St. Louis. Philip Rivers is going to be so pissed. <laughs> that's like <laughs> yep, the talk. Is, today yep. was bad talk about that. Okay, so you got who? Tennessee plus seven against LA. And? Detroit minus three against Miami. Perfect. Cincy plus seven at KC. Perfect. Jets plus four versus Minnesota. Okay, that's enough. Back to the action. <laughs> Pat did the floss dance. You know the, the new trendy dance oh, for Fortnite? Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. it. First uh, time behind I heard, arms. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. First time the human floss dance. Yeah. First time I ever tried it in my life. Nailed it. Crushed it. Fucking crushed it. <laughs> it's better than the other one. I hate the other one. The fucking the leg at the same time as the arm. I fucking that's hate the that. Drake thing, right? That one's uh, the that's a Block Fortnite Boy one too. I thought JB Block Boy, right? He's on the song with Drake, and that's why everyone does it. Yeah. Sounds I right. Think so. yeah. I think it's that's right. Terrible. Oh, the the uh, the kick one Sue. is, yeah, is from uh, yep. yeah, it's from a Drake song, right? I fucking hate yeah. that song. He, Drake's on the song. Look alive, right? Just clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fl- not Drake's thing. The floss is a Fortnite game, song dance, right? I think no, it was is the, the kid backpack kid on Instagram. Huh? Oh, that's right. Kid wore a backpack. He's this real skinny, tall, freaky looking kid, and he and 
I don't want to say he invented this dance, but I guess he, he pioneered it. Mason and Ramsey tore it up on that one video. Yeah, Mark Ingram did it what last year though. I feel like Mark Ingram did it like a year ago. This kid the, did it like three years. Yeah, ago. that's what I'm saying. He I, got it from this kid, and this kid's got like two million followers now. He blew up. That's good. He had him. an interview with Gary Vee once. It was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. Did Gary Vee post it? No, no. Gary Vee was just like breaking down like his whole business plan Gary, to like a twelve year old. Gary Vee told me in the video that we shot <laughs> that if I send him the links. Yeah, Gary Vee's got one speed. Doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to get it. Right? <laughs> <I know. laughs> that little right. fucking poopy baby on a plane. Gary Vee right hook mode, right? Well, he's right a right hook, hook mode all the time. Well, yeah, he said we yeah. sent him the link, so promote it. Yeah. Send he did. Links. Classic Gary. Well, he's out fucking yeah, going uh, to too many garage yeah, he's sales. He's out at garage sales. So. Mm-hmm. Trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Trash talk. Fucking flipped six matchbox cars into. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I respect that he's still grinding like that when he has that office. I absolutely respect that. Dude. What I don't respect, though, is a three-and-a-half-minute meeting. Not even. I think it was three minutes I was going to say, but he gave you that meeting. I mean, gave me a three-minute, 20-second meeting. Very nice of him. It was our fault. We were in the wrong building. We are in the wrong elevators. And we got told to sit in a corner in the lobby. I understand. It's not a- but don't tell me to send the links, and then I send the links, and then there's no there's no love at all. What are we doing? I don't want to say that I called this, but we were up there, and I was like, are you sure a flying out there is going to be worth it for, to meet with Gary Vee? It was, though. We, I mean, we yeah, had, I know, we, the there rest was of the other stuff was. that happened. Right. But honestly, that was a little tough decision from old Gary Vee. Just need a little tweety tweet. That's all mm. we're asking for. A little Sherry Sher. Yeah. A little Sherry Sher. Mm. He, asked, he asked me to do stuff like that. I'd do it. Huh. Not no more. What kind of streets are those called? <laughs> oh, one way. Street. <laughs> <laughs> He's only scratching your, he, Whichever way I go. Yeah. <laughs> He's only getting his back scratched. <laughs> That's a good move for him. So I have no idea what happened in the world. I only had the internet for six minutes before we got. You are now going in for initial descent. Blah, blah, blah. And I had to pee. And I had no internet. <laughs> so I have no clue what happened today. I couldn't even guess. I saw you guys sent some links. By the way, some of our ugly Christmas sweaters. All of a sudden, got a lot better. I, they, these, we got some hilarious heaters coming out. Black Friday sale I am very excited for. Very, very excited cool. for. This Facebook thing I'm very interested in. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. depicted as a terrible human being in a social network. Douchebag, asshole extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. You would never think a guy that just wanted Tinder, basically. It's all he wanted. <laughs> it's all he wanted was he wanted to create Tinder, basically. Uh-huh. It's all he wanted. Now he's the reason for... Election meddling. Mm-hmm. Now his company is knowingly fudging up numbers so that they can fuck people over. Uh-huh. It seems as if Zuckerberg should have kept the the <laughs> and not fucked over everything that he's built. <laughs> seems like he's in a bad spot, man. I think this, there's a spin zone. I think somebody's out to get Zuckerberg. I think it's the Winkle vibe. (laughs) They're doing a good job. Yeah. Because everything gets blamed on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh Everything gets blamed on Facebook. They have everybody's information. They're asking for everybody's dick pics. They have everybody's information. And now what has come up, Nick? This is like what you're just saying. It's a classic do less. Like here they are. They're trying to get everything and trying to control everything. So I guess court documents were unsealed uh, yesterday about... I don't know what the court case was about, actually, but the documents that were unsealed in the court case told us that Facebook was fudging their numbers on video views. Obviously, basically, they were telling advertisers we're shifting you to views for, or we're shifting you to video. You know, Prince dead. No one wants to read on the internet. Everyone uh. wants to view videos. Which, if you were a human on the internet and you interacted with the internet, you knew that was a blatant fucking lie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I didn't want to watch videos when I was sitting at my work. Like, I wanted to read. Right. So Facebook just for what it's worth, though. 
I don't like to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's definitely yeah, a market yeah. for it, but to say... Todd, yeah, I'm with you, brother. Todd, yeah. it's remarkable how much you and I are normally in the same boat. <laughs> I'm telling you. You should have seen... There's a full situation where I talked to the minivan today and figured it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we filmed the whole thing. I couldn't get the phone to connect. I couldn't get the Bluetooth connect. So you the, parking, right? No, but it was already parked. The car had a full... Oh, you were in a van. But the car had a full conversation. I had a full conversation with the car to figure it out. I didn't think you were gonna, but you did. I did. I pulled a fucking pulled it out. It did. I pulled it out, and then John Daly hit it hard, man. Started playing immediately. <laughs> it was like perfect. <laughs> That's my phone, bitch. I know it is the Dodge minivan. But anyways, so um, Facebook was basically skewing numbers. Yeah. To say that views were getting more or videos were getting more views than they actually were, basically trying to sell advertisers and then probably, I'm sure, to help promote launch their whole Facebook watch and their whole channel mm -hmm. that they were building. Yeah, because it was going to become like the next TV thing. Correct. Yeah, you literally really can't be, trust anyone anymore. We're going to have all TV shows on there, they said. They, um, they didn't fudge our numbers for that Barstool tailgate show. <laughs> 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 they weren't lying to anybody about yeah, those yeah. numbers. They weren't. Maybe they were, by the way. You can't tell anymore. Yeah. Maybe you, you were you underselling. Literally, us cannot people. believe. That's Pe what I got with the sound. That's the thing. It was Mike Davis. <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about, we've talked about a couple times, but like when we were on the podcast one platform, we were told those numbers were phony. No yep. one knew how many people were actually listening. Completely right. told. Uh, here's what podcast one is telling. Because Lewis, the sales guy. Actually, didn't want to fuck over companies, right? So he was getting a heads up, basically, the podcast one, and I, I think other salespeople in Barstool as well. That's why Barstool, by the way, moved off the podcast one network because there was a large, yeah, I think, not like thirty or forty listeners. We're talking like hundreds of thousands like, of people were ma being made up. They were doing X, so like if somebody. There was a lot of podcasts that thought they were crushing. There yeah. was a lot of podcasts like, oh, we got 40,000 people. This is like, no, no, you have 400. <laughs> it was like Ray Lewis's people took care of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Twitter purge. That's exactly what it was. Podcast One was doing that for a while. And then they had a bunch of lawsuits with advertisers. How do you actually catch that, though? I have no is that, fucking is that idea. Dumb? Is that a dumb question? No, it's... It has to be ROI. I'd assume that some... That must be another company that just get pissed off their numbers, right? And they just look in their books? No, it would have to be a business that does advertising, that doesn't see the ROI, right. the return on investment. And then uh, they start questioning, because that's why they skew the numbers. Mm -hmm. They skew the numbers so that they can tell advertisers. We have, for instance, for that one that I just said, 40,000 to 400, like, I think that actually happened with a podcast that I do know about. And they were selling advertisers on 40,000 listeners. So then whenever two people were signing up for something over like a month span, mm -hmm. the company, I think, was like, hey, wait a fucking, this doesn't seem like this is right. So then they launched basically its own little uh, an investigation. investigation yep. And then it turned out that that was happening in a lot of places. And I think Podcast One has since had to clean it up. I, I'm not sure what they are now. Yeah, I, I think no the idea. federal government stepped in. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think they're they, like, hey, it's kind of fraud. You guys are going to have to uniform how you measure shit. Because this is a new wave, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, digital, but we make a complete live living off of digital marketing. And whenever you get a platform skewing numbers, it might make you look good at the time, 
but you're fucking over advertisers that aren't going to pay you in the future. So it's like you, you, the truth is the best, the best possible thing. And Facebook just making up numbers is something that they can do. I have no idea how somebody would catch that. I have no clue how somebody would catch that. Well, honestly, didn't that start a ripple effect too for yeah. writers getting fired? Like that's why ESPN cleaned out so many of their writers and they, Fox. Yeah, right? exactly. Because they saw that and they're like, "Hey, everything's going to digital video, so we don't need you guys anymore." And, <laughs> and they hired video. Yeah, and they hired video people who now realize too. It's like, well, th- this shit isn't working. That's so. that's like the point I was trying to make earlier. Like, if you're just an average person, like working at a desk job, you can't sit at your desk and watch videos all day. Your boss is gonna kill you for that. Mm-hmm. You can get away with like pulling up a blog or something like that, and that's a different story. But so there you go. All these companies are like. You, you're, they're just not listening to their audience. They're just listening to what someone else is telling them, like a consultant. Well, or, all you care about is his numbers, right? I mean, yeah. literally everybody we talk to, they do, and it's not anybody we talk to. The businesses that get it, get it, right? There's businesses that get it, and then there's businesses that are just trying to get into this digital mm-hmm. age, and they're told a couple things by yes. some hotshot. Like, oh, you should see the numbers. You should see how they're trending. You should see uh, what their average and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like being like, oh, we're going to ask another company who's done business with you to see you at the ROI, because that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah, The only thing that matters, digital advertising, like our companies, for instance, that advertise with us, they do commercials on TV. They never check with TBS. Like Forehams and Snoop Dogg, they'll never see how that performed. Like they like TBS does not have to prove that that commercial. But with us, we have to prove it. They have it has to prove it. If we if Seeky came into our podcast and none of our listeners, by the way, you guys are the fucking best. Mm-hmm. If none of our listeners used SeatGeek, SeatGeek wouldn't just be like, oh, there's a few hundred thousand people listening. We just want our name to get out there. That's not the way it works. SeatGeek's like, okay, we want to see people use it. It's just like Thursday Boots. It's just like fucking this Get Basic company. Yep. All these companies, it's like, well, if it's a, pro- a prove-it method is what the digital age is, mm-hmm. where TV was just like, oh, we can expose you to this number of people. Right. The digital age is like, you got to prove it. So that's how you can find out if numbers are being cooked or not and you just gotta hope you just gotta hope that your numbers aren't being cooked you just gotta be like <laughs> like when companies come in we just gotta hope that it works and some companies though it's hard to sell some companies are hard to sell for us it is especially the ones that just aren't familiar with it you know what i mean like because you're like hey well, give me a promo code and then you'll see like you have a way to measure it. We're giving you a measuring stick. We have a promo code. You'll see how many people use it. Yeah, but if your shit know. sucks, it's hard to sell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I had to have that conversation with our new salesperson where a business would pop up and I'd be like, hey, that shit sucks. Like, I don't want to sell that. They're like, well, there you have this amount of money. It's like, yeah, but I don't want to tell people to use that because I think that that sucks. Like, well, this is a check that we can get immediately. It's like, yeah, but that company is never going to come back to us. That company's never, yeah. and the, the listeners of this show are going to know that I'm telling them this is bullshit, that I'm selling them. Mean, I'm not going to say the product is, but as soon as you taste it, you're going to be like, <laughs> fucking Magathy ass off. Do you remember that thing I was oh, telling? Uh, like fruity pepper. Uh, you remember the taste yeah. of that thing? Oh, yeah. It's like ass. Said I'll write, a, I'll write a check to him right now so I <laughs> don't did. have to talk about this anymore. <laughs> you did. I tried my best. I was like, they are not investing enough. For me to have to fake like this bullshit, it is so bad. What a moment that was. That was a great moment for me. <laughs> that was a great moment for the business of this company. We're a small business, by the way. I'm Pat McAfee, small business owner. Oh, yeah, you are. That's how I've been introducing myself. As you should. Pat McAfee, small business owner. How's it going? 
<laughs> support the biz, bro. Support the biz. PatMcFishow.com. Support the biz. Support the biz. <laughs> Michael Cole and I. Michael Cole came right out of that uh, recording session. He was on one, man. He was on one. He was straight out of SmackDown in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., straight in this recording, straight to NXT tapings. He just sits down, and he was in a hilarious mood. Absolutely hilarious. So mood. I love the WWE guys, because unlike the agents that completely trashed me at that <laughs> meeting, the WWE guys are like overly nice to me, and they completely bash Pat, yeah. and it's very fun to watch. It's very true. It is, it is <laughs> They're very, so nice to me. They are very nice to old Foxy. They're like, uh, the only reason why you're anything is because of Foxy. <laughs> and I just kind of sit there. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah, Foxy's, Foxy's the best. They're like, yeah, you'd be nothing without Foxy. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just kind of bask in the glory. Yeah, he does. He does. He just sits there, and I look at him. I'm like, yeah, Foxy's great, you know? And he just starts, like, hammering me, you oh, know? Yeah. And I'm like, Michael, listen. I'm a small business owner, okay? You are. <laughs> I got people that depend on me. If Foxy does well, that's good for the business, yeah. okay? You should understand this, Mr. Cole. What's good for business is good for me. <laughs> Evan Foxy being great is good for fucking business, Michael Cole. It's a great conversation. You know how Foxy handles his small business? What's that? Let's the power go out. See, this isn't my fault. I did pay it. Uh, why did Connor go home? There was nothing. No I, lights on. I, I w- you guys know me. All right. I wouldn't make Connor no, I was, Zito. I, know, I was next to you when you paid for it. Yep. I was literally next to you. So I, I you know, I've been oh, traveling. No, I swear to God. I, 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 the least credible person whoa, in the room. Whoa, whoa, that might whoa, make whoa, it whoa, worse, whoa. by the way. This is Zito our pub. Said. Zito is always credible when it Other comes owner, to the pub. For the pub, at least. How? What are you talking about? I came to the pub. He wasn't there for what are you talking about? The guy was playing video games upstairs here. For I was working. Five, yeah, yeah. Well, work. the job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Working. No, I don't know what happened there, though. I got to check. I've been traveling. I've been working. Oh, there's no power still? I don't know. I paid it. No, <laughs> oh, I paid it. No. So, oh, I hope you're sleeping it's, here. It's like 33 degrees outside, too. You two Dude. guys are going to be freezing. <laughs> Perfect time to lose the power. It's right getting cold. This might be a dumb question, but is, is the heater different from the electricity? No, boy. Your gas? You still need electric. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole electrical system that I, runs that. Thing. I went on vacation one time, came back, and my time. pipes busted. Oh, oh yeah, tough. the water can. So I had no water, and then the uh, power was uh, So I had no power. I didn't pay my bill. So it was, <laughs> I had no water, no power. That happens. It was bad. It was like 25 degrees. I was sleeping in front of my fireplace in my fucking <laughs> huge house. My huge house. I was sleeping in front of my fireplace. Burning like legs of chairs. Just, bro, just fucking, <laughs> just laying there you like with, papers with a fire. sleeping bag now, Next to all by myself, and was, I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't even charge my phone. And I was like, "This is the moment." I'm in a million dollar house, no power, no heat, laying next to a fireplace. Like this is what the cavemen had to do. This is what the cavemen- what kept you from going to like a hotel. Well, because I got home like midnight. Oh, so I got home true. midnight. So it was a late night. Yeah. And I go in. I, I hit the light. It was like classic movie. Like I hit the lights yeah, on. Yeah, like yeah. expecting is like the house. <laughs> oh, the light bulb's on. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I haven't. You know what? I haven't changed that. <laughs> in a long time. So you go to another one. You flip it on. Nothing. It's like. Uh, and then you look at the microwave. You always go to the microwave. Yeah, and it's a, like nothing. Oh, no, just the power's out. There was a store. Oh, somebody <laughs> hit a pole. So, yeah. So I call my mom. Obviously, it's midnight. Yeah. She answers. She's like, what? I'm like. Is there a power outage in Indianapolis? She's like, I don't know. Look it up. I'm like, oh, good night, mom. <laughs> I have no power in my house. She's like, did you pay your bill? I was like, I don't remember. She's like, that's a no. I was like, I was like did you pay my bill? She's like, no, I've never paid your bill. I'm like, 
See, this is probably where the problem was. I, <laughs> I probably thought you were paying it. It was like in the first month I had the house. The first month I had the house. It was insane. My first house I ever bought almost went up for foreclosure because <laughs> I thought it was on auto pay. It was not. Turns out, turns out it was not on pay. I wanted. I want to oversee. I went to Africa, Europe. I was in Pittsburgh, New York. It was like a month. In a half, I was gone. I get back. There's a, a foreclosure notice on my door. It says, do not foreclose on your home. We have answers. And I called. And I was like, what is going on? They're like, uh, Mr. McAfee, uh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. What is happening, though? They're like, you have not paid a single mortgage bill since. So if you need to, there's ways to get out of your mortgage. I'm like, no, no, no. I just haven't checked my mailbox. Like, what do you mean? I was like, I'd like to pay for the next two years worth of mortgage bills. Like, today is that possible they're like yeah absolutely that's possible <laughs> i was like cool so i drive to the bank and i get there and it was quite a scene when i get yeah, there. Yeah. the lady that i talked to was obviously went to some mortgage director guy who went to another person and i get there and they're like so what happened i was like yeah i honestly just didn't check the mailbox for six <laughs> weeks i was in europe i was in africa i was oh i was in pittsburgh i was in new york they're like, oh, we've been sending you foreclosure letters for like two weeks. We actually had to delay the foreclosure because we saw your name. I was like, well, I'm happy you did that. <laughs> and I just pulled out cash. <laughs> I was like, I think this is for the next year and a half. And they were like, oh, we can you write us a check? <laughs> and I was like, no, I, this is all I have right now. And they're like, uh, okay, because I didn't have checks. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, can you give me checks? And they're like, you... <laughs> <laughs> they're like you're an adult I was like, yeah i thought this was on auto pay i just assumed this was on auto pay i literally only work with cash like i only go to the bank and take cash out i didn't have a credit card at the time i didn't even have a, i didn't have a debit you still card. don't have a debit card which still don't have a debit card <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a credit card at the time i have a credit card now i would only do cash i would only ca i would carry like fifteen thousand dollars in cash on me because i would take trips around and it would just <laughs> i would just have it like literally in my pocket i would literally just have it in my pocket just showing up in Pittsburgh at like a college dorm with $15,000 in my pocket. Like, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> I got a fucking burning a hole. Burn a hole in my pocket. And they were like, uh, whatever, don't foreclose your home. I'm like, I was never thinking about it. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I had this house forever. I thought this was on auto pay. It was a wild scene. And then electric. So don't feel too bad that you didn't pay the bill, Fox. That's what makes the pub the pub. You never know what <laughs> you're going to get. Well, it's true. Also having a fucking closet full of clothes right in the front door as soon as you walk. Oh, you moved it, Connor. I, I washed them all. I'm good. No, he washed them. Still wearing the same fucking thing you were wearing two days ago. Same fucking thing. Oh, uh, we're gonna go to the house, the pub right now. It's just like four clothes signs on it. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh no. Yeah, I, I wasn't supposed to be. In I was supposed to be in a dog. There was nobody to blame either. He's like, who do you blame? Do I call Tim McAfee and yell at him? Like, no. hey, you should have taught me this. To what? Pay your fucking bill? Because <laughs> I thought that, I thought for sure they said auto pay, but it turns out for auto pay you need a check <laughs> so that they yeah, can yeah. the routing number. And yeah, classic. So I didn't have it. I didn't even have a checkbook. It was wild for like the first four years of my life. I didn't have a check. I didn't have checks. I didn't have a debit card. I didn't have a credit card. I had nothing. I just walked around with cash <laughs> at all times. If anybody were rolled up in that first house of mine, uh, they could have just took everything. <laughs> it was in shoe boxes underneath my fucking bed. I'll never forget. I had like $35,000 in shoe box and money and in a shoe box. Oh, you had to go off of his blow. That's all you knew what to do. That's all I knew what to do. I didn't want the bank having it all either. I was like, ah, oh, they're going to fucking lose it for sure. So I go to the bank and I ask for $10,000 cash. And they're like, what's the reasoning for it? I'm like, that's a fuck. It's my fucking money. What's the reason? Well, we, so we just like to keep track. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to keep track too. I want that $10,000. 
all big bills, and it's going right underneath my fucking bed, just like in the movies. <laughs> and the bank people, I've never, now that I'm looking back on in hindsight, these people who are professional bank people had to be so mind blown. <laughs> that's why my bank is so loyal to me, just because they're like, this fucking guy is a lunatic. <laughs> we finally got him to get checks, and now we're kind of teaching him this thing. So don't feel bad, Foxy. Don't feel bad. I don't. <laughs> my house almost got foreclosed. My car almost got repoed. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a wild scene. What happens? They don't teach you for this. This no, is we were going to get back into this life fucking <laughs> major thing that I should have had. I should have fucking had it. I should have won it. But instead, we just learn as we go. <laughs> Today, I learned that I didn't have Wi-Fi because we we're 30,000 feet in the fucking sky. <laughs> that lady, well, it is an airplane. You want some peanuts? <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks. Everything else isn't keto-friendly. It's a rough day. A rough day. What else happened in the world? There's a fucking big old Mega Millions. Oh, yeah. So Mega Mill is, it's like 880, but by the time it gets drawn, it'll probably be 900. And then Powerball's also, what, around 400? Just Nick won. won. Nick won. Powerball was last night. Yeah, I just won it. Did you? Congratulations. I, I won the Powerball. Like, I got the Powerball. You got $4. Oh. Well, that's nice. 10 bucks or something, right? 4 bucks. Four bucks. Two tickets. Hey, by the way, the hey, W is a W. We had the Take gro- way we can get We right. had the Groat Raffle yep. winners pull the other day. Congrats to Carell. Carol. I forget his first name. Jake or Jason? Uh, John. John Carell. John Carell. I sent him a DM. Good guy. He's a trash guy. Trash man. Nice. Oh. It's fucking trash Does man. Know what he's going to pick? No, I, I think Phil has to do all those emails. There was 11 winners. We did the groat. So thankful. 30,000 entries into yep. this thing, which is awesome. Powerball is a bazillion <laughs> entries, and you win three bucks or whatever, four bucks, which is good for you. The Mega Millions, though, is 900 fucking million dollars. Yeah, yep. absurd. That is insane. I have a little PSA for everybody. Oh, I like oh. this. This is going to be good. Coming from the Cube Life. We always had, there's always, you have like 100 people in your office, and there's always, when it gets this big, someone comes around and says, do you want to put money in for the lottery? We're all going to put them in together. So everyone, there's going to be like $400, $500 going into the office lottery that they're going to buy tickets. <coughs> and you always, 100,000% have to say yes, because it's the cheapest life insurance you'll ever Spend. True. You do not donate those two, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever the fuck it is, yep. and your office wins. Oh. You will kill yourself. Yeah, you got. You, you will one hundred percent kill yourself because you're gonna walk in that office and everyone is yeah. just gonna be breaking windows. It's gonna be the last day of school where everyone's like throwing papers in the air and throwing the printer through the window and telling the boss to go fuck himself. And you're gonna be sitting there just doing your normal ass job, and then you're gonna go home, and you're probably gonna. Probably gonna kill yourself. Watching Sheila pull up in a new Cadillac. Fuck you, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> so just spend the two dollars, even if you lose it. It's the greatest life insurance policy of all time. I agree with that completely. And I don't want to go back to the social network, but the guy that found a Victoria's Secret. Yep, yeah. he, he sold it for something that became worth mm-hmm. a million. He sold it for like three million. Then I used to work with a guy at my He's old dead. job. He jumped off the bridge. He, he was like himself. sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. He could have retired any any day. Now he made good money. Had no kids. Was rolling in cash. Yeah. Okay. Hated the lottery. Called it an idiot tax. But even he jumped in when we were all buying tickets. Who are the people that go around asking for tickets? Are those people liked in the office? Or uh, they- the guy who did it in our office was was definitely a degenerate. Like he uh, was a big smoker. Um, it's usually like big director gambler. morale. I always did the, so I did the money bag uh, on planes. So you put 20, but you're, so you get per diem. Yeah, yeah. And on preseason games, you have like 100 guys there. And the NFL, you get per diem too? Yeah, you get per diem for a away game. It's like uh, 35 bucks, 40 bucks yeah, or yeah. something like that, the per diem. So you get it in a little mm-hmm. envelope. 
I forget what it is. I think it's forty bucks. Well, I knew college did. I didn't know. I didn't know NFL did as well. Yeah, it's a per diem thing. I think it might be a law, by the way. I think it mm. might be a law since we're working so on a trip. I yeah, think yeah. a per diem. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's an actual law. I'm I think not forty dollars. It might be fifty bucks. There's a certain amount of that you have to give. It, it's. Yeah. I think the, now that I'm thinking about, it, I think it's a law. But when it's preseason, you have like a hundred people, and the game means dick, so nothing really matters. Mm-hmm. So I'd get one of the pillowcases. Okay, I go around with two pens, and this is a classic game in the NFL. And you, you tell me, hey, you got the per diem, right? Yeah, that money, house money, house money. How could you turn that twenty dollars though into two thousand bucks, huh? Well, you put your number on the twenty dollar bill. That's a federal crime, by the way. <laughs> they put their number on it, and then you put it in the yep. the into the the pillowcase. And I was good at getting people into the game. Good at giving people. There were some rookies that were like, I got to save every dollar. And I'm like, I get it. But saving $2,000, <laughs> a lot better than saving what you have right now. And I would try to work them a little bit. I'd go up to the coaches even. I'd get the coaches involved. It was, it was We had like a $4,000 pot at yeah, one point because yeah. we even did 50s, I think, at one point. So it was a cool thing. And you have a flight attendant pull it, and whatever happens, happens, right? But the people who don't play that, I don't understand how you don't play it when you watch everybody else play it. I didn't understand the people that had the discipline that told me no to that $20 that was per diem. And they would say no to that. I, it never made any sense to me. But there's people out there that do that. Like mm-hmm. At that moment, though, it's like mob mentality, right? Like you just have to do it. No, because everybody like has their pressure. headphones on. So, you, so everybody has their headphones on, right? Because they're before. It's, a, it's a why not moment. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I, I try to sell the why not. I try to sell the, this is Jim Irsey. Like he legally had to give you this money. Like, you're, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go buy dinner with this? Are you really? What are you gonna do with this? And like, oh, I got things I gotta pay. The college debt thing was always something that the free rookie free agents used, and it was a it was a trump card. It really was. And you're like, oh, I got college debt. I'm like, you do. Should you have been on scholarship? Probably. <laughs> no, there's a lot of guys though that. You got to remember, there's a lot of dudes that still fucking walk on. Those those free agents that get picked up, you got a lot of grinders in there. No, man. no, I get, I get that. But I assumed at one point they were put on scholarship. At some point, yeah. if you're in the NFL, you were definitely on scholarship. But it doesn't mean you were your first two. Correct. Yeah. Like Gary Brackett was a walk-on at Rutgers and then a fucking free agent mm-hmm. guy. I think Robert Mathis, same thing down there. You got a lot of people that are just grinders. Right. And you make me feel like an asshole when I'm asking <laughs> them for 20 bucks. Because I spend it. You're going to win, though. Like, you're going to you're going to win, though. And then, obviously, when they don't win, I look like <laughs> I look like a bad guy. I pulled it the first time we did it, and then I got heat. So I was like, I'm yeah. never doing this again. Yeah, yeah. A flight attendant. Wait, will you pull this fucking thing so they hate you forever? Yeah, I'm just a good guy. <laughs> How many times did you win? Uh, me, I never played. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Speaking uh. of genius ways to make a lot of money, how about uh, Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, saying he's, he'll make plans to fight Khabib. Well, Khabib now. was the first one who brought it up. Yeah, but Mayweather. Let's give With him some Mayweather's credit for being people. a genius because now he's prolonged his career another twenty years because he can make a hundred million dollars every other year fighting somebody who doesn't box. <laughs> 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 it's fucking genius. He's gonna be undefeated forever. Yeah, he'll never fight another boxer ever. Mayweather's guy was with Khabib when Khabib said that. Yeah, Leonard Ellerby. He mm-hmm. was with him. And he had the spice Adam painted on goatee on his face, <laughs> the whole cool. thing. <laughs> the um, but he obviously put Khabib up there. Khabib yeah. can't even speak English. No, no. He had Khabib put up to it. This is Floyd Mayweather. As much as you hate him, you have. As much as you hate him, 
This is you having to respect him. You got to. You have he to respect him. He has figured it the fuck out. He went into a guy from, where is he from? Badistan? Dagestan. There it is. A dogistan. <laughs> and he had him like, yo, you want to make quick 50 million just like you saw Connor do? Yeah, just say you want to box me. And he goes, why not? In the video, he doesn't even really say it. He doesn't really say it. And it took over the internet. And now Floyd Mayweather will remain undefeated, mm-hmm. boxing against non-boxers. Yeah. Won't even get hit. I mean, guy's genius. He's also fucking over Connor because that means Connor can't fight Khabib if Khabib's going to fight Floyd. And he can't fight Floyd again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Bro. That's fucking... Is there, is there really that much of a draw there, though? I if, would, if, if they're real about it? Connor. I'm going to no. be honest when I say this. I would not watch it. Nope. I would, here's me saying something that I wouldn't do when it comes to just uh-huh. a little financial investment now that I, this is very not normal for me to say because mm-hmm. I will last second order everything. I will I will last second order right before it goes. I'll be like, yeah, fuck it. Give it to me. <laughs> fuck it. I'll watch it. Who's fighting? I don't even know who that person is. But the internet's talking about it. Fuck it. I'll watch it. Like that Triple G guy? Mm-hmm. I have no clue who he is. Yeah. But when the internet starts taking over that he's fighting, I'm like, well, I need to know what everybody's fucking talking about. <laughs> so I order it. Like, I do it. This is one that I won't pull the trigger on. I uh, will not pull the Floyd that's Mayweather. That's what you say now. That's impossible, though. Floyd Mayweather's fights have been so boring. Uh, the only uh, reason why I went into it is because of Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor, I, yeah. I ride or die with Conor McGregor. Not so much anymore. I think he's gotten too comfortable. It's just like Drake. Connor's going to start doing things that are going to appeal to a master crowd, so he just continues to get wealthy. Connor and I had times back in the day. He and I were, I was, I was a big fan of his back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now he's got $100 million. He's not relatable to me anymore. Just like I won't become relatable when I get $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> just future reference. Drake, same thing. But this is not a fight that I would ever go, yeah. Like they were talking about Pacquiao Mayweather again. It's like, mm-hmm. who's going to buy that? Maybe some people, I don't know who will buy it, but I don't think that's a big thing. Connor and Floyd are the two best promoters in the fight game right now. Mm-hmm. And when you put those two together, that's only, Khabib got mad about promotion. Yes. Remember, yeah. Khabib he got mad. Talk. He got mad, though, about it. It's yeah. not that he couldn't mm-hmm. talk. He got legitimately pissed wait, off about wait it. Wait till Floyd's burning his flag. That, and his whole village came out and started fighting people. <laughs> that's like, yeah. Dagestan <laughs> jumped in. <laughs> Dagestan jumped in the cage. And Dagestan stand up. <laughs> bro, all of Dagestan fought because Conor McGregor disrespected all religion. When, when Connor was in Vegas with Floyd, all those Irish people were there with the flag and they were all singing and it was this cool scene. Like if that happens with Khabib, there's a bunch of Russians there mm-hmm. and they're all chanting and Dude. mobbing. It's oh, it's wow. not a fun scene. It's like a prison. Like yeah. no, no one wants to be around that. Maybe Putin's just gonna give Floyd like five hundred million to fall down. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just so Russia can get. By the way, you fall down? Putin would never do that. <laughs> Putin would never ever do that. And um, what if he pays him that much to have the fight over there? Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't think about it. That the international appeal is probably pretty huge. Khabib's like really big in that side of the world. Is he really? Yeah, bigger like, than Connor. Like as a as a grappler and all that stuff. Connor is big, obviously. As well, but like Irish people don't have no fucking money. Because <laughs> <laughs> Russia is the staple of wealth. Yeah, Putin yeah, buys it, I guess, I for know. everything. Putin, they're saying Putin's worth like 80, maybe 80, 90 billion, something like that. Wow. Whatever the, oh, country, yeah, whatever the country's worth, yeah. that's what he's worth. It's like, we won't talk about Saudi Arabia because I potentially have pretty close ties to that whole situation, but. 
The, not that any of my family members are royal families, <laughs> but the WWE is entrenched in a fucking wild PR thing right now uh, because Saudi Arabia doing something wild. But they're they're talking about dudes being worth hundreds of billions over there in Saudi Arabia. There's royal yeah. families oh, being yeah. worth hundreds of billions. Yeah, all Incredible. they do is just take That's a like, dollar from everybody. Bro, hundreds like, of billions. They can buy everything. Uh-huh. They can literally buy everything. People yeah. want to protest uh, companies for doing business with like Saudi Arabia. Like, okay, well, don't drive your car anymore. Yeah. You, you don't get to use gas anymore. Yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. This is the same thing that happened. And this is going to be something that I don't normally say. This is a real this is a real thing here, though. Whenever the guy, Kaepernick and Eric Reid, took a knee mm-hmm. about the community, the African-American community being treated terribly, systemic oppression everything wanted that to be brought to light i thought it was an incredible way to protest now granted the right the way it was spun was it's disrespectful to the military because the military was on the field holding the flag so mm-hmm. you can very much see how the right could spin it that way the left just played deaf to that didn't even understand that half of the country was viewing this as disrespect to the military which you could never win by the way uh, if you disrespect the military you can never win when it comes to the middle of america mostly because in the middle of america we all have family members who are in yeah. the fucking military that's mm-hmm. the way it goes mm-hmm. you know somebody that's in the military so that side starts spinning it that way the other side starts uh, is doing what it is. They're trying to move things forward, which is awesome, by the way. I thought it was something that African-American, the community came together, both their most wealthy people and people that are from the projects come together. They were then invited at one point to the White House to discuss this. And they said, no, they said, we will not step foot in that White House. It's like, well, what were you taking the fucking knee for to begin with? If we can really make change here, if you go into that White House, you can make real change. Mm -hmm. Why would you turn down the conversation? They said, obviously, the guy was disrespectful, whatever. He might have said some very dumb things. But if you can enact actual change from your protest, Mm -hmm. is that not what we're fucking looking for to begin with? Just like with these Saudis now, right? These people that that, the story that's coming out about old Cuzzy there is terrible. And I guess he knew it was coming, too. Yeah. Is that why you recorded the whole fucking thing? Yeah, they found the audio, like, yesterday. That's what I'm saying. So yep. so he, I think he knew it was coming. Yep. So he starts uh, recording everything. They don't even know he's recording it. But what are you supposed to do? Just now, since they're terrible, they did something terrible, we're never going to talk to Saudi Arabia again whenever they're getting money from us forever. It's like, I feel like there has to be a diplomatic way to end it. And if it has to be fucking WWE starting conversations so that women can walk in public again, I don't know why WWE is getting crushed so hard. It's like, is this not, instead of going to war with Saudi Arabia, maybe let's try to like actually do democratic situation here. And it's like, what are you going to do? Cancel on the people that just cut off a guy's fucking head? (laughs) Are you going to cancel on it? I didn't understand the whole go after WWE thing. Do you think it's because the the UFC said they're done with, I mean, I don't know. Why NWME? I guess William Morris also Mm -hmm. gave, but yeah, them. They gave back $400 or something like that. So... But you're right. It's like if you don't. I mean, who what are we gonna you, do? Just never talk to him again? Yeah. So is that the way? Like, I I feel like that's become the modern staple of everything. It's like, okay, I disagree with this person, so I'm never gonna talk to them again. It's like, well, I feel like there's some people that are paid 
not to tell me what I'm pissed off about, mm-hmm. but to go fix what I'm pissed off about. Yep. And if they aren't willing to talk and figure things out, it's like, well, what the fuck are we doing? Then you're just grandstanding. In mm-hmm. my head, you're just grandstanding. Yeah, because like, he, he used that message for now. If it's not to convey to the people who can actually make change, the decision makers, that's what I'm talking to. So I do not disagree with the kneeling. I do not disagree with the protest. Mm-hmm. They were doing something for their community that they really believed in. It was obvious. A lot of people sacrificed their entire, sacrificed everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the way I think whenever they turned uh, kind of deaf or muted out that the other side, like, hey, they're not seeing it as what you want it to be. They're seeing it as disrespect to the military. I think that was kind of maybe a strategic error there where they could have been like, no, 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 this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And there could have been a conversation. Absolutely. And then whenever like actual change was like, hey, why don't you come to like Washington, D.C. and let's do it. And they were like, no, we won't talk to them. It's like, well, then what the fuck are we doing here? Let's go. If you think he's a big orange ape, at least go try to see if he'll okay swing him the other direction. Yeah. I mean, Kim Kardashian got a lady off a of death row because she wouldn't talk to him. That's right. why Kanye West goes and talks to him, and now musicians are making more money. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he didn't even talk to him. He just yelled in the camera. <laughs> he just yelled in the camera. Share his iPhone password. So it's, yes, yeah, I think he did it on purpose, by the way. I don't believe the whole Kanye is super genius, smarter than everybody's doing everything on purpose, like the Perrier Fiji thing mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live. I think he did that because he thought that was awesome. Right. I don't think he did that because he thought it was going to take over the internet. I like in my head, I don't, I don't have that much respect for him. Right. That was a strong word. Strong. I have respect for his musical abilities whenever he's on, mm-hmm. but to think that he's this mastermind of everything, I, I think is we're giving people a lot of credit there. I think that zero 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 thing was a was a mastermind move. I think he knew there was going to be cameras around him. And I think he changed his password to that, and that's something we should. Keep in mind, if we're ever in a situation like that, <laughs> make a hilarious, a fucking hilarious passcode. Like, maybe make it snake, like, one, two, three, six, nine, eight, five. Like, make it go, like, mm. a, there's something that we could do. But I don't think he did that on purpose. Maybe he did. I don't know. That's wild, though. But that's my take on all that shit. Because I had real, I had real, I had real opinions that I never... Because it's not my fight, right? That's mm-hmm. not my. I'm not a. I'm not from the communities that were getting like beaten the shit out of by cops. Todd, thanks for that. And uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Todd, Todd, Todd did that. But I, I'm not from that, so I didn't think it was my place to speak up, right? Ever. But whenever they got invited to go speak at the, I'm like, yo, like, what are mm-hmm. we doing then? Isn't this not what we're this trying? Is yeah. Is this not what we're trying to do? And that's the same thing with this Saudi Arabia thing. Like they did something absolutely terrible with that audio files and but we can just never talk to them. They can't even have women walk the runway. They got to fly for dresses with drones. <laughs> it's wild. I forgot about that. They got to fly dresses with drones. It's like that place is archaic. Mm-hmm. It's like hey, there has to be something that like kind of gets them moving forward. Yeah, like if, if Dana White sent me a DM and said, hey, I saw you've been bitching on social media about the refs not standing the fighters up soon enough when they're down on the ground not doing anything. <laughs> would you like to come to my office and help me explain to me why I need to change the rules for that? And I'll be like, no, I just, I just want to bitch to people on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter. I just, just want them to see me. Hey, bitch. look, it's it's Rocky Four. Rocky went mm-hmm. to Russia. Yep. He fought Drago in Russia. The communists, the Ended USSR, the hated him. By the end of the fight, they I, were cheering Rocky's name. Yep. Imagine if the WWE is the reason why the Middle East goes to peace. Imagine if that's why. 
because they love it, I guess. Yeah. You can actually read articles that are coming mm-hmm. out that like the Middle East is starting to open up the WWE, and they love it uh, mostly because they have no entertainment their entire lives. Yeah. So yeah, their first movie was the Moji movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that was China, I think, or it might have been the Middle East. No, yeah, it, was, it was Saudi Arabia. It was Saudi Arabia. The worst movie of all time, pretty mm-hmm. much. Greatest movie of all time, and there are <laughs> greatest. And the WWE is like it's how they do that. It's family. Oh, oh, really? Oh, Zeta. Oh, yes. My Russian accent, huh? We're talking about Russia, right? Oh, is that what you're doing? Zone. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's funny that we could do Russia. Yeah. <laughs> We're allowed to do Russia. Yeah, everybody hates that. But you there's do. so much propaganda over in the Middle East about how evil we are because yes. we, you know, of all these things that we do, and then we we've surpassed the, the traditions that they're still holding on to. For the only way to defeat that is for them to kind of there fall in love be. with our culture a little bit. There like, has oh, to no, that was uh, Yammer Yager, okay, yeah. was from the Czech Republic, Pittsburgh Penguins hockey player, legend, blah blah blah. When he came over to the states, one of the first things he did and what he wanted was blue jeans, okay, uh-huh. because they were big Western culture. Everybody wore jeans. I guess they weren't wearing them over there because it was like a propaganda thing. Yeah. Like, it was a communist country. They were like, no, we don't want you to be like America. But right. all the people there under the government wanted it. Yeah. So it's like you give them a taste, and I think they see that it's okay. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, we're not the bad guy. It, it'll be cool if WWE is the reason why Saudi Arabia becomes a two thousand. What is it? Twenty first century, I guess. I was gonna say plus two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. It. <laughs> but it would be wild if the WWE is the reason. I mean, it's a very real possibility. Well, it's like you extend an olive branch, and it, WWE isn't a representative of the government, obviously. But it is like an olive branch. Like, hey, mm-hmm. let's let's at least try to. Hey, this is what the future looks like. <laughs> hey, uh, this could be. I, I think you have to do it. I honestly do. So, not even because I do work for the WWE. This they're actually paying me to remain like an independent mind when it comes to all this stuff. So I don't get WWEified. Basically, I don't understand the whole thought that we shouldn't talk to people that are either a terrible or b different than us because it's like yo that's how you solve things unless you go to war unless you want to fucking go to war which nobody wants to do by the way we don't want to do that i don't want to i don't ever want us to be in war there's no good war and there's no bad peace oh ben franklin said that (laughs) (laughs) sounds like that's not a (laughs) look it up saw it today when i was playing call of duty Uh, when you end the game, it has it has quotes about war. And that was one today. I was like, "Oh, that's a good one." There's no good war. There's no bad peace. That's honestly how I feel, though. It's like, hey, man, what if fucking Vince McMahon becomes the reason? Vince McMahon, seventy three year old man, dancing on the SmackDown one thousand multi billionaire. Also, by the way, on his uh, little headstone there, uh, was the reason why Saudi Arabia became a twenty first century country. That'd you automatically a, get like a Nobel Peace yeah, Prize. Yeah, I was right? gonna say wins a Nobel Peace yeah. Prize. Yeah, his speech would be electric. <laughs> Oh, walking up to the stage. Ne- yeah. <laughs> what would you say your number one accomplishment in life was? Ah, bringing peace to the Middle East. That's <laughs> <laughs> him up there. Him and Dennis Rodman are being honored yeah. on the stage somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, that's how it starts. Like conversations yeah. have to start somewhere. Like, it, and it has to happen. You know, that's something yeah. that has to happen. If we it really, does, yeah. if we really want the things to come around full circle, like that is, those are things that. Now, like, is that WWE's goal, world peace? Probably not. They see a paycheck. Well, but I think a paycheck is definitely a part of it, right? Because they are a business. There's yeah. a lot of people, and there's a lot of things that go into that. There's a lot of people that 
feed their families off of that. So it is a business. But I do believe that the WWE, and this is just with my conversations, have a much broader view of their impact on the world now, much mm-hmm. more now than they ever have ever. I think, I honestly believe Stephanie and uh, Triple H and Vince as well, I think that has become their vision is like how we leave the world. And I do think that is in the back of their mind. Like, hey, maybe we can fucking affect a little bit of change here, which will be a great movie in like 30 years from now. Yeah. yeah. Great movie 30 years from now. If the WWE is, because they couldn't have a women's match in the first one. Mm-hmm. They right. couldn't have a women's match, in which the the world once again bashed them. They're like, oh, you're going to go over there still and they won't let your women. It was like, well, what if they get to that though? Yeah. In like two years, three fucking years. Baby what if, steps, dude. Yeah. What, 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 what if they get to that? I understand that we are a very forward thinking place, but it's not like that everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not like that everywhere. I wish it was, and I think we have a chance to possibly get there. But what if WWE is the reason why that happens? That would be in fucking insane. The same company that had Stone Cold Steve Austin drive out in a beer truck <laughs> and start spewing beer all over everybody. And Sable and all this stuff. It, with the the perfect 10 and the paint, uh, the body uh. paint and everything like that. That is the reason why it would be crazy if that's the reason why. And I think they're really the only people that could do it, which is insane to think about. It's the only company that could do is it. Is there any other, other companies that are like reaching out? Well, the UFC, I guess, was trying to. They they probably just got investing from them. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. We have a company that wants to invest in us, by the way. Really? I heard. Shout out to them. They are listeners of the show. And I guess they are a fund of oh. cash. Hedge fund? I don't know. <laughs> is that the right word? Yeah. Not big finance guy. <laughs> that would be the think of cash in a shoebox underneath. My <laughs> but I guess they're a fund, a funding group that uh, listens to their show. Really? I guess uh, one of the guys turned on another guy, and now we play in the in the the area there. Oh, nice! Very thankful for them, by nice. the way. Thanks for listening. They sent an email to all the emails that are listed for our company, and one finally got to me. And they're like, uh, we're wondering if you wanted some capital to potentially try to grow this thing. And I, I sent it, or Phil sent it to me, actually. And I responded to Phil. I was like, I don't think I know what this means. This is a scam. If they just want to give us a bunch of money, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> we are in. We earn more money on our first documentary than what movies? 47 Ronin. Ever heard of it? Speed Racer. Ever what? heard of it? Um, Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. Steve Carell. Ever heard of it? There's a lot more. Yeah. The email wasn't from an African prince, was it? Oh, I think no. it was from Nigeria. We did get one of those one time. <laughs> I just think remember. they support small business. <laughs> Hold on. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. They're like, we're fans, and we think, I guess they have invested in this type of business before, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Venture. I think they ventured into this particular capital realm mm-hmm. of entertainment, and I think they understand that cash does help, mm-hmm. and that's basically what they're saying in the email is like, yeah, we we would love to be a part of the process. Hmm. Like I don't know what they want in return, but their money back. At some you want to? You wanna, <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to do? We got to promise like a ten percent, fifteen percent return. We'll probably? Do, yeah, probably something like that. A return on investment. Maybe that's all they're looking for. Just like we'll give you a five percent interest on your money if you give it to us. Just basically put it in a CD. We'll mm-hmm. give you five percent. There it is. Maybe we'll do the fucking Carl Nassib ten percent. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> maybe they back the Brinks truck right up to here mm-hmm. if they do that beep, beep, just back that beep. thing up go ahead and dump her out we'll get all the shoe boxes <laughs> we'll line them all up and we'll just keep them right here in the office right across the street from the methadone clinic we'll do, <laughs> we'll do everything good with your money you've been in a lot of nice studios lately I'm sure you got some ideas our place is so shitty compared to those people <laughs> it we, really is we can't touch anything we can't touch it this. has heart though 
Yeah, is this place a lot has, character. This place character, has, yeah. This place has character, yeah. Grit. Grit and character. <laughs> a lot of grit. A lot of jam, a lot of sandpaper. A lot of... This place is very, very nice. Especially for this area. Yeah, the bit, what sucks is, <laughs> hindsight, we didn't know as much then as we know now. What's about that? About certain things. About, about lighting and, you know. Yeah, how, how we shit. have no idea. We, we you thought these little that. box, little lights was a bad idea? It seems as We if didn't ask the questions. And it wasn't like we picked these lights. We just didn't ask the questions like, hey, how do you plan the lights? We were just like, yeah, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, you're six months late. Do I want those fucking lights? Will there be light in the room? Yeah. Good. Get Good. me the fuck in there. <laughs> Six months late by this point. But with that being said, a nice investment could do a lot of things. There's a lot of got a lot of documentary ideas I would love to whip together, which are pretty cheap to make. Mm-hmm. And it seems as if, and we didn't even sell it to anybody, by the way, except for the humans that bought it. Yeah, we didn't sell it to any distributor. Nope. We didn't do anything like it went straight no to the people. Networks, nothing. small business, cut out the middleman, small business owner. Oh yeah, Pat McAfee, OTT. Sports biz. SBO. Probably a great idea not putting it on a hi- iTunes in hindsight. Yeah, because they would have took 30%. Right. Hmm. Yeah, we couldn't get on there. First of all, we could not get on right. iTunes because we were not big enough to get up there within five weeks. What or a blessing. Yeah. What a blessing. So we were forced, literally forced to make a whole new website <laughs> mm-hmm. to sell it off of our website. We were forced, and it didn't get finished, by the way, until... Like six hours before that pre-order thing. Everybody was sending us messages like, I go to BatMagfeeShow.com, I don't see it. It's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't even know if this thing's going to work. So you have to go, to get on iTunes, you have to go through an aggregator. Mm-hmm. And then the aggregator runs up. To, it's basically, if you're friends with iTunes, this is a way for you to make money. This is a way for you people forcing. You got to pay your 20% basically to the fucking street corner. And then they run you up to iTunes. But we were so small, we couldn't pay. There wasn't an amount of money it's we just could business. pay. Yeah, they wouldn't let us. I was like offering to pay 10 times what they were charging. Like, yo, can we get this thing up in like two weeks? Like, nah, five, five, six yeah, weeks. Yeah, they wouldn't even get back to me when I said that. Five, six weeks. It's like, well, fuck, now we got to figure this out because we already said the date we're releasing <laughs> and we couldn't release it on that <laughs> date. So I was like, ah, oh, we had to build We had to build a website and go straight to the people. And then the Groat idea came from fucking Connor. I'm like, uh, we, we need to think of... He, he started. I, I will say my brain, obviously, <laughs> small business owner, ran with it, made it a fucking monster <laughs> thing. But it was Connor who was like, uh, you should give away like ALCS tickets. When I think the Red Sox are in the AL. Is that what they are? Yep. Yeah, so you wanted tickets. To the yeah, Red he just Sox. wanted to go. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's what he wanted. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. He was like, maybe you give out ALCS tickets or whatever. And I was like, that's a really fucking good idea, actually. Good idea, Connor. So I write it down. And then obviously I get in bed at night and I can't sleep because I have no idea if this documentary that we've been saying we'll put out on October 10th is either going to be on the internet to get, first of all. And then I was like, well, we got like six days to market this fucking thing, too, because we've got a hundred things going on. So I stay up. I just, I'm like, oh, give away the ALCS tickets. That's genius. So then I send a text over to SeatGeek. I'm like, yo. Uh, you guys give us some tickets if I need them? He was like, absolutely, man, whatever you want. I'm like, cool. And I made the announcement that they were uh, superb owl tickets and the other tickets before telling SeatGeek. <laughs> before telling SeatGeek. And then they got back. They're like, this is awesome. Yeah. And they actually <laughs> tossed in uh, WrestleMania as well. They cannot promote that they were giving away Super Bowl tickets, though. There was a lot of lawyers. That's why when I went on Rich Eisen, it was like superb owl. So I think I actually have to buy them from SeatGeek. I think I'm buying the tickets for the raffle so that they don't get sued. There's like a fucking, mm-hmm. there's a whole situation situation that has to happen it 
It was a wild scene there for a little bit. But then I was like, ah, oh, every other sponsor we have, these motherfuckers said they're with us no matter what happens. So we start going up, and that greatest raffle of all time honestly came together in like 12 hours. Yeah. It came together in like 12 hours, and it was so thankful for the sponsors. It was like, well, I'm never going to release anything ever again without this option <laughs> alongside of it. There, there's no way, because if you buy, I think that's a part of it. Like if you buy, if you buy <laughs> it's late. If you bought that documentary, like I think you should, there should be a little bit of excitement, like a chance that really you could get broken off yeah. in the end. I think that's a mm-hmm. cool thing to have with it. And also, I'm very thankful for anybody that fucking buys it. So here's yeah. hopefully 11 really cool things. And you could drop shadow Nick Moraldo. It's the awesome. best. I feel like our small business <laughs> is like a group project and we don't do anything till the very last second, <laughs> but we have the best project in the class. Never had a better analogy in the history of analogies. Because we have so much happening. We have so much Always. happening. Hey, man, did you do your part of the project yet? No, 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 no. I'll get to it. <laughs> we'll do next week. But it really is because there's so much happening. Like, I have, I have five things before something pretty huge on Sunday. Sunday's a pretty big thing that's going to happen. I can't announce what it is. I'm doing something on Sunday. It's pretty large. And I have five things before that that I haven't even thought about. Like, today, <laughs> I haven't even thought about Sunday yet. I guess on Saturday afternoon, I'll be like, all right, here we go. Let's think about Sunday for a second. And then it's like, all right, got to go do it. Let's see what happens. And in my head, I retired so that I would be able to prepare for things. <laughs> <laughs> but now there are just so many things. It's like, hey, there's no time to prepare. If you... I would have to be such a coordin. We would have to be such an organized operation if we really wanted to prepare like a month out for things, which I think is what takes us to the next step, boys. Oh yeah, I think that's how we leave the small business and move into an empire. And I don't know if we're ever going to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I don't know if we're ever going to do it. That could be a pretty tough thing. This Texas thing that you sent me, Todd. Uh huh. You said you thought I'd be intrigued by. Yeah. It was. What do you, you think about it? So, the, so Texas is not letting people graduate unless they go through a course that teaches them how to interact with police. Yes. How so, they're going to train. This is like a part of a life course that we've yeah, been talking yeah. about, yeah. by the way. So they're going to train students. Um, basically, they have to watch this video and go through this little training that's led by a teacher that's certified to, to instruct this class about how to interact properly with police when you're stopped for a traffic violation. Got it. Whatever, and the thought is this will keep um, uh, you know, keep uh, innocent people that aren't armed from getting shot during traffic stops. Yes, because what happens is the cops always say they made a move they didn't expect, yeah. like, things like that. They're like, oh, they reached for this, they did this. That's always the which, by the way, as a police officer, you're living it, and you. You talked about this the other day. You want to throw yourself into a haunted house. Like, you want to walk in that situation and feel that adrenaline. Like, cops, though, literally every single car you walk up to, you have no clue what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. Because you see enough videos. Now I see enough videos on the internet where you got somebody jumping out of the car with a gun shooting. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that could happen. Not that it happens a majority of the time. No. I mean, it does happen. And that is, I guess, always in your head. But it's such a Texas thing to do to be like, yeah, I think it's I think it's the driver's fault. It's going to teach these future drivers how to just obey and keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Like it's yeah, I, I like they're not putting on the cops at all. All right, give that training thing, but how about some training for the cops? Put them on the put them behind the driver's seat a little bit and teach them the other person's perspective a little more. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, I think there needs to be a lot yeah. of that. a lot of that because it's so many of these the videos I hate the most is when. 
there's it's so confrontational when the, it's some lady or what she's like I, I, I don't I'm not going to show you my license I shouldn't have, I don't have to show you my license or whatever and then the cop's like oh fuck is she right you can tell he's like is that a law or is that not a law and then they end up in some and then she gets tased or whatever you know what I mean it's it like, does happen how it does seems, it even get to that level it seems dumb as cops. if it That's seems dumb. as if that happens yeah and it's dumb cops it's imagine a person getting pulled cops. over on the way to that class he was like put your hand on the wheels like I, didn't, I wasn't in the class today I don't know what to do <laughs> like it's such a crazy uh, thing how to act with police yeah it's just yeah. that's such a dumb thing to me I'm on my way I don't I'm <laughs> on my way <laughs> can you wait like 45 minutes I got the, this is today's course <laughs> this is today's the High speed chase is today's course. <laughs> you can just wait. I'm gonna fucking pass the class. Do you think it's a smart class? I think it's a dumb thing. The class? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's dumb. Nobody's I mean, pay attention, bro. Yeah. I mean, listen. I, have you ever had a problem being pulled over? Uh, hands on the, the wheel, head off. I, I, I get fear, max penalty every time I'm involved with a police officer. I fear for Zito's life if he ever gets pulled over. Like, what do you yeah. mean? How'd you get in this? Just classic, <laughs> like. How'd we get here? You know, decisions I see you make every day. Like I've gotten you? out of every single ticket in my life. Just ask him a bunch of questions. Yeah, and he's get like, oh, shot. get the fuck out of here, guy. <laughs> yeah. This I really... got pulled over one time because I had a uh, ground effects kit on my car in high school. Like uh, neons underneath. Rush, man. Yo. Fast and Furious just came out, okay? Hey. Get off my back. Um, Will Mack reach out to me. Will Mack would reach out to me. The leader, leader of Nitrous, of Nitrous Rush, Rush. that Nick was in. Best friend. Was, was not in. Nitrous Rush. <laughs> I would I like heard. Will Mack to know that if I was ever invited into Nitrous Rush, I would have joined Nitrous Rush. With Jeep but, Lightning? With Jeep Lightning, but I didn't have any kits on it. I didn't have any kits on it, so mm. I never got asked to join. It also didn't go more than 50. True. <laughs> All these things are true. I don't think there was any Nitrous or Rush when driving that thing. I'll, I'll never forget. We were driving to a soccer tournament. Away. It was like an hour and 15 minutes away, <laughs> and we were on the highway going like 50, getting passed by everyone. And it was also 28 degrees outside. <laughs> And did not have a heater. Didn't have a heater. It was, it was always a hysterical time at Jeep Lightning. A Jeep, and it had two 12s in the back. It didn't work, though. It was just a box. <laughs> People sat on it, came with the Jeep. It was awesome. That thing was electric. Go Jeep Lightning. <laughs> I love that thing. Anyways. The whole point of that was... I never I, got invited to Nitro. <laughs> I had my windows tinted, and I had them done that day. So when I got pulled over, I couldn't put my windows down or I would fuck up the tent. Of so course. I had I had to open the door oh, no. as yeah. the cop was walking up the car. I was like, he's going to fucking pull his gun on me. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Uh, so I just like cracked it open and like kicked it open with my foot uh, and sat there. And he walked up and surprisingly didn't say a word. <laughs> like didn't didn't act weird at all that I just kicked my door open. and was, He was standing. I was like, what? He gets it, bro. He I don't know if he it. saw it. Like, I had tape over the window controls, so I don't know if he saw that he just thought they were fucked up or broke or something. Right, yeah, yeah. But I was like, this is a bad spot. There's I don't, no not, way, by the way. Good. There's no way that that class is being taught in this class. <laughs> no. That if you just got your windows tinted, <laughs> can't put thing, it. Though. It has to be a real thing. Yeah, so especially like Texas. Five days. It's like, this is like 300 bucks. I don't know. burn this right now. Tinting has had to got easier and better. Last time I got it was like a year and a half ago, and it's still the same thing. Guy with a credit card. Yep. Guy well, sealing it with squeegee, a credit card. Yeah. Getting the goddamn little bubbles mm-hmm. out. Yeah. That's and really you got to wait like five days. I I have my tint pretty heavy. Oh, it's like an iPhone screen thing? Like a screen Yeah. Set? Yeah. yeah. yeah really? Yeah. yeah, that's really what it's like. I thought it was like a different kind of glass. No. No, it's just no. like a little piece of a thin, huh. yeah. thin little plastic thing. You really are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't deserve that. I not just an was act. A cool thing. You thought they took out the glass uh, and put in a different piece of glass? Yeah. No, you didn't. Come on. That's Tinted, what I'm no, saying. There's no, there's no way you thought that. You thought an entire new piece goes in? 
So like when something's half, you think it's like half that glass and then half regular glass that comes together like one of a like a black and tan beer. You think that Uh, you thought it was the same glass you used in beer bottles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a Bud Light. Can I get the Heineken glass? I like this thing to look like an aquarium. Unbelievable. There's no way that was not true. What you just said. There's I don't refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. I refuse. <laughs> Anything else happen I should know about? Vinatieri's 10 points away 10 from points the points away. record on Sunday. Nine away from tying, 10 away from taking the lead. Do it could happen. Do we think he gets it against, against the Bills? Against the Bills. Yeah, fucking, very well uh, good, huh? Fucking Derek Anderson starting. Which should, it should under, be a, under, under. I can't believe that the Bills are robbing us from mm. making jokes on the internet when Nathan Peterman throws a pick six. Okay, hold on. Just like I said last time about Nathan Peterman still having a job in the NFL. <laughs> and we talked about the kneeling earlier. Who's the quarterback for the Bills? Derek Anderson. It's very difficult mm-hmm. not to say, boy, I wonder if Colin Kaepernick is better than <laughs> Derek Anderson. He, and it's tough not to be like, nah, he's not. He's not better than Nathan Pick Six Peterman. <coughs> he's not better than Derek. I don't even know who Derek Anderson Derek is. Derek Anderson, in his defense, I mean, I think it was 10 years ago, but. <laughs> it's like a Kerry Collins signing. He did go 10 and 6 with the Cleveland Browns. When? When um, I think we were, when we were interviewing Willie McGinnis. When Willie McGinnis was with the Browns for those two years, <laughs> they went fucking. Yeah, I want to say it was like 2010, bro, maybe. 20 bro, before that, he like, won bro. ten and six with a guy who already has a football life out. About <laughs> he's been he's been Cam's backup <laughs> probably so for the long. last like eight years. He told me he had dick once. I was sitting in front row of a Bears game. What did you just say? He did what? He Derek told me Anderson? to eat a dick, yeah. <laughs> told you to eat a dick? Yeah, he turned around and like, grabbed his nutsack and was like, eat a dick. What'd you say? Yeah. I, didn't, didn't, I was with a group of fans that were just yelling uh, at him. Oh, it wasn't oh, you. It wasn't you. But it, it was eye contact right to me. He when he was on the Panthers? Uh, no, no, Brown. It was, it was, oh, it was okay. his season. He wow. told you to eat a dick. <laughs> I like him a lot more. <laughs> he also just for future reference, I like him a lot more now. He got a lot of shit. I think he was on the Cardinals yep. and he threw a pick in a game, and then he went on the bench and laughed about it. Yep. And the on camera the caught line? it. Yeah. And I he remember got roasted that. For it. I wasn't laughing about it. What did he say? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, that was him yeah. with the blonde hair. Yeah. I remember the press conference that, and then he got like real defensive. Yeah, he said, "What me and him talk about is none of you guys' business." <laughs> By the way, very true because he could have been like, he could have been laughing about how terrible he was. Yeah, yeah. They, that that's something he could have been like. A guy could have walked like a guy like me who's just a sarcastic prick in a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, hey, you're pretty fucking terrible today, and then that could draw a chuckle. Because it's like a realization uh-huh. moment. And it's all about what those cameras want to show in the sideline. Yeah. I've always said that. Like Jay Cutler Jay Cutler got treated so unfairly by the camera people showing him on the sideline. Strictly because it was so meme and gifable because of how miserable he looked. But every quarterback's miserable on the sideline if things aren't going well. They just choose not to show it. Jay Cutler was always showcased in his worst state, just like Derek Anderson there when he's laughing. Mm-hmm. I bet you now he's just always miserable on the sideline. I bet you scarred him forever. <laughs> <laughs> scarred him forever. He throws a pick this weekend. He's just gonna fucking just sit there and maybe he just hide in the corner. That is wild. <laughs> Eli Manning gets that camera too. Oh, well, I think it's sometimes. I think it's just their faces. It's hard it's not to. Natural. If you're sitting back there as a director and you see all these shots, you're like, "What the fuck? Show that!" Yep. <laughs> so that Jake Cutler looks like he has a cigarette hanging out of his fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard not to press that. Press that button. <laughs> 
That guy's laughing. He just threw a pick six. Let's fuck his life. Up. <laughs> <laughs> show that real quick. Let's show that one real quick. That's it'd be hard not to, I guess. If uh, just- Eli Manning always gets caught with that look on his face, oh, like bad. the first time a person sees how a cow pees. You know what I mean? Just like. <laughs> I would like it to be known that I don't know what you mean. But in my head, I just. Shoots backwards. Have you seen all these? (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. See, I think I would have had that face. I think I would have had that. I'd like to get your opinion on this. Uh, Nick Bosa, DN for Ohio State. Yeah, I love it. Good. Thought so. Final answer. Final answer. I love it. Yeah. There's I, no reason for him to try to fucking come back and play hurt when he's going to be the first pick overall pick in the draft. They kept saying like it was a lot worse than we heard, the injury. The injury yeah, yeah, yeah. was a lot worse than we heard. It was a lot worse than we heard. It was like, well, who was trying to cover up what the injury was? Mm. Iowa State, probably Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer would do that. Urban Meyer would not do that. Don't, don't put that on Urban Meyer. He is an upstanding citizen. But you're 100% right. That is the case. And remember, the Bosa family is about their business. Yeah. Joey sat out. Was not scared. No. Was not scared to sit out, too. They did it with a straight fucking face. I'm a rookie. I don't care. This is what we're doing. The Bosa family, if it's anything about, they are about their business. And that kid's the truth, too, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was guaranteed, like, top five, probably maybe number one. Said he's a better prospect than his brother. Good for him, man. Good for him. And granted, you know, is that a senior or junior year? I think he's a red shirt junior. So it's going to be his last year with his teammates. Like yeah, in yeah. college, I missed my college friends mm-hmm. and the team a lot whenever I left. I missed the team, like us going and partying after winning and working out at 6 a.m. Like that team, because we kind of grew together. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Ohio State's like that because you have so many five-star recruits. I don't know if they're like that. Like I don't know if they're all boys with each other. Mm-hmm. Or in the world we live in now, if it's possible not to be completely self-indulged. Right. Probably also do it like when he sees his brother. Having success in the NFL and all the money and the life he yeah, has going like, on. Man, my entire life I've been better than him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life I've been better than him. But if he had to gotten hurt, do you think you? Yeah, no, so no, he finishes the season yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, so it's. But you well, rush that back, you get injured again. Now you damage goods yeah. for the NFL. And the difference between a first pick and like a twentieth pick yeah. is a few million dollars. So that's something to think about. It's like the same thing when they give people shit when a team's like seven and five and a guy's kind of hurt and he doesn't want to play in the bowl, like the meaningless the bowl, bowl game. Yeah. yeah. They, I, I think that tide's turning. Really? I think so. Especially with this Bosa. There was a lot more positive comments for Bosa yeah, no than one, there would have been. I didn't see anyone care. Nah. A couple of years ago, Bosa's getting crushed right there. Yeah, crushed by ESPN, percent. Fox Sports, NBC Sports, DAZN. Mm-hmm. They just signed a dude to $350 million, DAZN, by the way. Yeah, Canelo. DAZN, DAZN. Yep. This, I think it's pronounced DAZN. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, AJ Hawk. Actually, I, I just saw him. He was interviewing Rodgers, and he had the logo on the microphone. So I don't know if he works for them. Oh, he would say he does. <laughs> Michael Buffer or yep. Bruce Buffer, whichever one's the more famous one. Mm-hmm. Bruce. Yep. He did the let's get ready to. We can't even say it. No. Uh-huh. We could, I couldn't even finish that sentence right nope. there. The Zone paid for that. That was their first commercial. Huh. It, and the commercial was him not knowing how to pronounce it. Are they on it. TV? I don't, I don't think I fully understand. I think it's an app. I think oh, it's an app. Really? Yeah. I think it's a streaming service. Because I, I, I first found out about it because we were talking about uh, the Bellator fight. fight. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was like in addition to. So I don't know. It must be growing. They have $400 million to just throw to somebody? 350 yeah. It's an 11-year deal there, or 11-fight deal. Yeah. So they Stuff. probably don't have to pay them. They'll probably pay them fightly. But if they bankrupt on that, there's really nothing. Can I, there's nothing. <laughs> no. What's his face can do, right? Uh-uh. 
I'm not going to say that company's going to bankrupt. Let's assume it's big bank. Maybe Saudis behind it. It's very big bank. <laughs> Maybe the Saudis are behind it. But that is something where the company can definitely fuck over the athlete anytime yeah, sure. right there. That is something. Because you got a big pop here with this signing. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. 11 fights, $350 million. Yeah. Richest athlete ever. That's crazy. How is that? That's what it said. That's what uh, the ESPN headline was. That wow. doesn't make Richest sense. Richest sports that's, contract. Yeah, history. exactly. That's what, that's what I thought, but too. But wasn't A-Rod like $400 million? Well, yeah, John, I, John Carlos Stanton just signed $350 million, like, you know, five years ago. So, I don't know. But with so a it's term, per longer fight? term? So, it has to be per fight, right? So, it's 11. Mm-hmm. So, it's 30. What is that? 34? 32? Roughly, yeah. yeah. It's probably like $32 million per fight. That's less than Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I don't know. That that was the headline though. Richest contract in history. That's their spin zone, right? Could be. That doesn't make much sense to me. It's rich. It's fucking great money. It's rich. By the way, he just became unrelatable to me. Just like Conor McGregor <laughs> and Drake. That guy just became very unrelatable. Fighters to have me. always been unrelatable to me. Yeah, yeah. true. Well, probably if we look into it, that's like excluding pay per view rights and all that stuff. So it probably does equate to you know Mayweather money or more. Time he's done because Mayweather throws all. The whole every kit and caboodle into his figures Number. when he releases them. Well, that's because yeah. it's his business doing it. Yeah, he, has, yeah. he should. By the way, mm-hmm. I bet you that three hundred fifty million dollars is nothing. No ticket, no pay per view. Right. I'd assume it's no ticket, no pay per view. Right. Has to be. Yeah. Because they're paying. That's a lot Correct. of money. But mm-hmm. if they bankrupt, there ain't nothing the fucking Canelo can do. Mm-mm. Good for him though. Three hundred fifty million dollars. You can go get a nice island there. This is in the fight game. I think when people get comfortable. It's mm-hmm. tough mm-hmm. because there's. it's really tough to want to go get punched in the face at fucking 6 a.m. for hours and hours every single day of your life <laughs> whenever you have $200 million sitting in your bank account. Uh-huh. It's very difficult to have that chip on your shoulder. So it says it's a yeah, minimum it's of $365 million. Oh, so he does have pay-per-views uh, and yeah. shit. Yeah. You probably got to recoup it, though. Once you recoup this, then we'll go 50-50 on anything bu- above mm-hmm. that. That'd be interesting. So maybe that's why it's the richest contract because the guaranteed money is more than anybody's ever gotten before. Because it's guaranteed three hundred sixty million. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> At least he's exciting to, to watch. Yeah, he though. is a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he puts oh, he on throws. The show. Yeah, yeah, big time. He big fucking time. knocks your head off. What'd you say? It's five fights. What's eleven? There was an eleven number in there. Five fights is. If it's five fucking fights, that's incredible. Good for him. I see. Yeah, no. Sign up now to watch Canelo's next 11 it's fights. 11 fight, 5 year. 11 fight, 5 year. Hey, Bailey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just because I, I read it today. Because I, whenever I see somebody get $350 million, my first thought is, oh, I'd like to be able to get $350 million. How do we do it? And then I look into it, and I'm like, yeah, 11 fights. That's a lot of fucking fights. How five is, years? Yeah, he has to fight more than twice a year, which is... Uh, that's a lot. He, the, by the end of it, he's just yeah. going to get killed. Yeah. He's going to get just... Probably the last three years of this fight, mm. he's just going to get fucking killed. Yeah. Now, granted, yeah. Seth Rollins could keep up with that fucking schedule. <laughs> <laughs> no off-season. <laughs> no off-season at all. Uh, all right. Hashtag endgame. Hashtag endgame. Um, uh, just send us something, man. 11, <laughs> 11.50. <laughs> Beat Pat McAfee today on my social media. 21 cup table. Uh, beer pong. How do you feel about it? I I don't feel great. I'm gonna be honest. I don't oh, feel great. No. I am not a beer pong player. I am a flip cup player. In your defense, you have said that always, I, forever, mm-hmm. since forever. I've always said that I, I am not a beer pong guy because in my head, beer pong is uh, four people max playing. So I always like the atmosphere of the party to be a we're in this together. Mm-hmm. So a flip cup, you can have twelve, fifth, twenty. 
15 is going to be tough, but somebody <laughs> drink twice. You're going to have a lot of people playing, and it's a Super Bowl atmosphere when it gets to the end. Mm-hmm. Beer pong, I can understand that there's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of skill. I understand that there's a lot of talent. But for me, I was always trying to get to one place and one place alone, and that was everybody having a great fucking time in an insane mood. And beer pong doesn't do that. It's more, no. of, a, it's more of a skill technician. Do I think I'll figure it out? Yes. I have faith in me that I'll figure it out in five minutes. I'll be able to figure it out. But this is not a lock for me. This is not, and I would like to go on record that this is not a lock for me. And if you bet the no, by the way, I think it's plus one something, 150. They want people to, they want people to doubt me. They want people to doubt me. Wise man once said, I would never bet against Pat McAfee in anything. And then he said, until I heard you were doing 30-yard football throws <laughs> into a garbage can, and then he hammered again. That was Matt Hasselbeck that said that. That is a wise man I'm referring to was Matt Hasselbeck, and he did bet against me in that 30-yard thing, and he was 100% right. That was so fucking It's a hard. long way. So, well, it's not even, you missed by this much. It's oh, fucking Yeah, that's what it is. It's a clown. I will say that your aim is like extraordinary. Thank you. I appreciate it. That means a lot. I need that tomorrow at 11.45 a.m. Yeah, Director Morale. Today. I need that in fucking 10 hours from today. Ty, good luck editing this. <laughs> uh, hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Just, um... Hmm. The old lady uh, that told you the... Oh, yeah, we're on an airplane. Yeah, my wish, wish face. Like, no, oh, my... That'd <laughs> be funny. One or the other. Either my face... Because the, the gif that I have from the NXT pre-show... Where Adam Cole made fun of my jorts. That's pretty much the face I made. It was like, we're on an airplane. I took a picture of the Wi-Fi sign right above my head. I literally took a picture of it. I was like, it, it, they took out the no smoking and put on this Wi-Fi thing. I mean, lady, this is a very normal situation. I understand. First world. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't really give. Just send something. Good. And if Ty Schmidt likes it or Boston Connor gets some free merch. Other than that, we're so thankful you choose to listen every single week, Tuesday, Thursday, Heartland Radio back tomorrow. Heartland Radio 2.0 tomorrow for some Friday bangers from your boy Nick. He's almost asleep right now, so he'll have some heaters tomorrow. <laughs> Dig, same thing. Uh, Zito, you might be on meth because I heard you were streaming for a while, and I don't know how you're still up. He was here at 9 this morning and never left. So I never have seen you show a sign of fatigue. It's a, it's a real power to have. You must just like just collapse. Like When you get home and it's time, you just collapse. It's willpower. Every once in a while, FaceTime when he's at home, uh-huh. it's always in the same position. Shirtless. <laughs> and the phone is low, shooting up. And it feels as if it's a, it's a weird scene. <laughs> I was watching Bull last night. When he, it gets I intense. I haven't seen it yet. He just seems like yeah. the guy who literally, like, as soon as he lays down, he just falls asleep. Yeah. That's what it has to be. There's he, no like gradual decline. It's just out. It's a mess so situation. Yeah. By the way, Graham Gano interview. You're going to enjoy it. Have mm-hmm. a good time. Thank you so much. Heartland Radio 2.0 tomorrow. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me via call from the Carolina Panthers practice facility moments before walking into a special teams meeting is a man who hit a 63-yard game-winning field goal for the Panthers over the Giants last week, is a guy that I got to watch in college dominate footballs, both kicking and punting. Got a chance to meet him at an award show, watch him win, then meet him in a competition. The absolute biggest leg that you have not heard of or talked about enough, Graham Gano. What's up, Graham? (laughs) Dude, that was amazing. 
I don't think I've ever had an introduction like that. That was the best. Graham, I have to tell you this. You deserve it because I was searching through your Wikipedia last night because obviously you and I know a lot because we went to college at the same time and did the same position. That's right. You were much better than I was at everything. Um, <laughs> but whenever you got into the NFL, you had a wild, wild, wild road. You started out where? Was it the Redskins? Uh, started off with the Ravens. They drafted me out of college, or drafted me, shoot, they undrafted me out of college. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, then I went from there to the UFL, from the UFL to uh, Washington, and then Washington cut me, and I ended up here. So it's, it's been a wild ride, man, but I'm glad I ended up here. Did you ever lose hope? Uh, no, not really. I, I was always pretty confident myself. Um, there was times in Washington, you know, that uh, I didn't make my kicks that I should have, and I started to question it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was, I think it was after uh, Carolina picked me up that I started getting more and more confident. But, um, yeah, those times in Washington, man, they were rough. Because you come out of Florida State highly decorated, a lot of hype around you. You end up at the Ravens. You get cut from there. You go to the Reds or you go to the UFL, right? When I remember watching you on the UFL, because I just got so lucky in a situation with the Colts that I, when I saw you in the UFL, I was so confused because I thought you were so damn good. What was it like going to the UFL? Was that like a humbling moment? Was it a a pivot mo- pivotal moment, or was it just like a part of the journey for you? Man, it was, it was kind of all that. The, uh, the UFL, you know, my agent calls me, and he, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a call from an NFL team, but I had no experience, so nobody was calling. And he said, you know, you should give this league a shot. So I was like, all right. So I went to Las Vegas. Uh, coach Fossil was our head coach, and uh, I actually just talked to him on the phone for like 20 minutes a couple of days ago. Awesome guy. And, uh, you know, I show up for the first practice. I mean, we're in the middle of the desert in Casa Grande, <laughs> Arizona. And, I mean, there's literally sandstorms blowing through. Like, after practice, I'm cleaning the sand out of my ears. Um, there was times, like, you had to close your eyes because you couldn't see anything. And we got, like, road runners running across the field. There's scorpions. <laughs> I mean, it was it was wild. It was, it was absolutely insane. And then we would fly to um, UNLV in Las Vegas on, on game day. And uh, we'd show up, get off the bus, and play the game and head home. And, I mean, there was times, like, we played in New York when the Yankees had a home uh, World Series game. And there was probably ten people in the stands, so it was there was pretty pretty crazy times. But I mean, it was probably the most fun I've had uh, playing football because you had a bunch of guys out there that that were just playing for fun. And uh, you know, I'm thankful for it because it got me to where I'm at today. Your run with the Carolina Panthers has been so beautiful to watch. You have become such a consistent monster after, I think you got a lot of hate from fan bases, right? I mean, you hit that monster kick from uh, a couple weeks ago, and I tweeted out a video about it because I lost my mind. It was so magical to watch you do that. Yeah, we saw it. I lost my mind. You and Pilardi have done so, I'm so proud of Pilardi, by the way. He was in the Colts camp. He has such a monster leg. Watching him finally get a real opportunity was awesome. I, it's absolutely awesome. But you hit that 63-yarder. I completely lose my shit. I put the video out. And then I heard a couple chirps from, like, Redskins fans out of nowhere. Oh, like, man. Yeah, out of nowhere. Because you just hit probably, not probably, one of the top five greatest kicks probably in NFL history. You get rid of the Super Bowl kicks. Uh, you get rid of a couple other, maybe the snow game kick from Vinatieri. But you're talking about a second longest kick of all time, game winner, 
outside. It was just, it was one of the greatest kicks of all time. And there's still Redskins fans that are like, oh, that, he couldn't do anything for us. It's like, yeah, but can you not respect where the man is at now, you know? Did that, did you kind of get hardened by maybe the fans' reactions to you in different places? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, the Redskins, obviously, I, I, you can make a ton of excuses for, you know, why you get released from a certain place or whatnot, which I could do as well. But at the end of the day, I mean, if I make my kicks, I'm still there. So, yep. you know, I, I could I could have done a better job. But, I mean, I definitely used that as fuel uh, for the fire. And um, I still hear it from Redskins fans. I mean, we played there just the other day, and I was still hearing it from them. And, of course, I go out there and miss my first extra point. But <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny. I was like, ah, oh, dang it. But, you know, it happens, whatever. You're too you're too good of a guy and too Christian, but I'll say it. Fuck them all. Who cares? You're a monster now. <laughs> your um, your kickoffs are something that I don't think enough gets enough respect. You hit balls eighty yards, and then that kickball video with your kids playing in your driveway. How has your leg become so strong or remained so strong all these years? You got to be thirty something at this point. Yeah, man, thirty one. Uh, trying to keep up with you for all that time. You smashing. Uh, I think you have the touchback record for percentage. So I'm trying to chase that. I respect that. Yeah, hey man, don't don't think I don't know that. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, but uh, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, man, I just uh, I think the biggest thing is just staying healthy. You know, for a long time, I'd, I'd really try to get after it in the weight room, and you know, I think I'd get tight and hurt myself. But I've, I've been pretty healthy uh, here as of late, man. I'm just thankful. You know, as, as for as long as I can remember, I've been able to kick a ball a long ways, and I think that is just God given, and and uh, I try to make the most of it. Dude, I got I got Flarty sitting here next to me, and you made him. He had the biggest cheesiest grin on his face when you were talking about him. He dude, he came in. I sprained my knee uh, before the Hall of Fame game, which eventually got canceled. So Pilardi didn't even get a chance to play in it. It gets canceled because the paint crew ruins everything in Ohio. But I got to watch. I got to watch Pilardi in practice, and I'd never heard of him before. I remember him in college at Tennessee. I remember watching him in Tennessee, but I'd never really heard of him before. And he shows up at a practice. I have this sprained knee. I can't really do anything. And he just starts launching balls, and he was so consistent. And I started talking to him. He was such a cool dude. And I was like, how is this? Because there's a lot of bums in the league. I think we can all agree with that. There's a lot of guys who are trying to find their way. I'm like, how is this guy not in the league? And then I saw him get on with you guys down there in Carolina. I was just so happy for him. And now he got paid. Now he got paid down there. I know. He's been killing it. He, he's really, really good at what he does. And, you know, he can step on the field and smash some field goals, too. I got to tell him to chill out a little bit. Go out there and hit a hit a 60-yarder. I mean, he hustles dudes, too, in the locker room. We got this little mini basketball hoop. He's out there shooting and and uh, just hustling guys. I mean, obviously not for money because there's no gambling in the NFL. But, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of you course. Put that out there. Of course, there's no gambling in a locker room. Um, you walk out for that 63-yard field goal. Are you and Pilardi talking about anything, or is there no conversation before you kick the ball? Not a whole lot of conversation. You know, I told him what kind of lean I wanted on the on the kick and um, or on the hold, and he, you know, he normally has a good idea anyways what we're going to do. And um, you know, I when I took took my steps back, I look up at the play clock, and it's at four seconds. So I hurried up, took my steps over, and I'm giving him like some quick nods, like, hey, hey, let's go. And uh, so then he turned, and they snapped the ball when when it one second, and uh, just went out there and tried to kick it straight. What do you mean by different leans there? Like that ball? Did you have a left to right win because that ball started tailing a little bit there? Did he have a different lean for that? Yep. So there was a left to right win, and uh, it had been blown pretty consistent um, throughout the game. Um, you know, Aldrich on the Giants, he had hit a 52 yarder. So I, I kind of had a good idea what the ball was going to do. 
Um, so I tried to left or aim a little bit left of center, knowing that the ball would come back a little bit, and and I just played it enough because that thing almost uh, squeaked in off the post. But um, you know, I knew that you know we can't we can't have the ball lean too straight up and down because I'll lose a little bit of power on it. But uh, Mike gave me the best hold, man, and and I was able to hit a clean ball. Genius. I thought I was the only one doing that with Vinatieri. I thought I was a super genius with the hold, changing the hold with the winds. I shouldn't be surprised that the incredible Polarity is doing that for you. How far did you think you had that game? What was the line? Man, you know what? In pregame, normally I try to back it up a good little bit, but that game, I think the furthest back we went was 65. Um, but, yeah, I felt good. You know, we got the adrenaline going, and I felt like I could hit from wherever. Uh, Chase Blackburn, our special teams coach, went up to Ron and was like, hey, he's good from 65. So, um, I, I felt like I hit it pretty good, didn't catch any grass, and I uh, was pretty, pretty stoked about it. It's a huge ball, dude. I would have been so excited. I, I don't even know how you uh, – you, you definitely t- – you took your helmet off. You looked good. That's a good idea, by the way. Get that handsome face on TV. Not that you did it on purpose, but it happened. So funny, the, in pregame, I looked at the guys, and I was like, you know what? When I hit a game winner, usually I just, you know, high five and just try to, you know, keep it normal, act like it's a normal kick. I was like, I'm, I'm never going to run away like that. And then <laughs> fast forward to, to the last play of the game, and I'm just losing my mind. It was funny. So they, they definitely let me hear that afterwards. That's a dream kick, though. That's a kick like when you're kicking on a field all by yourself with just a bag of balls in your head. You put yourself in a situation, you're like, all right, 60-some yarder, game winner, what's going to happen. Like, that is a dream fantasy kick that you stepped up to the plate and knocked it home. Not a lot of people can do that, Graham. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's, that's, literally, I used to think about that as a kid, watching Dempsey's kick down there in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, just always wishing that you'd have a chance like that. Um, you know, you, you watch Trader step up and mash a 64-yarder and just these other dudes, you know, Janikowski, uh, Akers, all these guys just stepping up. And you always hope for that chance. So I was, I was pretty fired up to get that. What do you think of that Carolina Panthers team down there? I, yeah, we got a good team. Um, I feel like we let one slip away this past week. But, uh, I think, you know, we we got a really solid team. I don't think we've played together like we can yet. Um, you know, whenever you got a quarterback like Cam, I mean, you can win every game. So I'm excited to see what the what the future holds. We're going up against the, the defending Super Bowl champs this week, so that'll be a fun one. Um, supposed to be 10 to 20 mile an hour wins, so that'll always make it interesting and and uh, fun to kick in, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. There ain't nothing like waking up in a hotel in a city and just looking out the window and seeing a flag on another building just going at erect, completely straight, just blowing as hard as you can. Be like, yeah, this is going to be a great day. This is going to be a great day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Got got all kinds of different leans on those holes in those days. Respect. Well, good luck out there. What's Ron Rivera like? Is he awesome? Oh, he's awesome. He was in there earlier shooting some hoops with the guys. He's a, he's a good coach, good players coach. Um, I mean, he'll he'll let you have it if you, if you deserve it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of guys respect him, and and uh, he's he's the type of guy that's going to stand there during team field goal and try and get in your way and stuff. But you know, you got to respect that. He he likes to get in the head of uh of Mike and I, but can't let it happen. Well, he probably helped harden you. Probably helped harden Pilardi to get him his gig, get him rich, and get you in the record books with that 63-yard game winner. Good luck against the Super Bowl champ. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. Tell Pilardi I said what's good. Tell Pops I said hello. Greg Olson, Captain America, tell him congrats on the new foot, and I hope you guys have an incredible season. Thank you so much, Graham. All right. Appreciate it, Cuzzy. Hey, see you, bud.